1212, I go by the name of DJ Wood, and you're now listening to the original Jeek Podcast. Let's go! an entrance so backward What up Jeeks? My name is Rockin' Mr. Magic and he is Unique DNA. Welcome to the original Jeek Podcast. Unique DNA, my man. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What is up, Jeeks around the world? Country. All state. around the world. Oh, Jeeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get us messed up today. <laughs> <laughs> not today. Not today. It's going to be good. I'm going to behave. At least I'm going to try to behave. Make a solemn effort to behave. Yeah, we never do, but we'll try. But we're gonna try. Uh, so kicking off this show, I want to give a shout out to the community to Kevin Brownlee. My man Kevin went buck wild, invited eight of his homies into the group. Uh, six hit agree to agree play by our rules. Uh, so six of his homies i like we have a whole lot of rules but yeah i mean we don't have many rules and they're all pretty simple rules that you pretty much see in every facebook group um don't be a jerk don't be a racist um don't be don't just, be a jerk just don't be a jerk pretty much i mean it all encompasses into that one thing um uh, don't be a jerk and say that you agree to not be a jerk and you know we let you in you don't have to answer any questions you don't have to yeah we're pretty easy with that yeah 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 working with that so yeah eight of his people he invited hopefully the other two say yes um but kevin shout out to you thank you so much for inviting your fellow jeek friends to join us in the larger jeek community we really appreciate it and for those who have not joined our facebook group if facebook isn't your thing if it's not your jam we do have a discord server as well um you're going to have to go to either our Facebook or Twitter to find the link to Discord because we're working on uh, website side, side of things to be able to direct you yeah. to that. But Facebook or Twitter to get the link for Discord. You can click on the invitation link and join our Discord part of the community. We would love to have you there. So on to our first general topic as always unique dna what you been playing man <laughs> so interestingly enough uh i jumped back into no man's sky um oh which <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so um I, I don't know if you saw what i posted that they're coming out with another update um this week actually it's supposed to be um and shout out to uh, Hello Games, they've been doing big things with No Man's Sky um, with the free updates. I mean, that's rare in these days. And like they, they're doing big updates that, you know, most companies and developers charge DLC money for. Right. So, um, yeah, they're coming out with another big update this week. So I was like, you know what? I haven't played in a minute. 
me uh, fire up the old PC Steam and uh, jump on. So I jumped on ironically yesterday. And then today you hit me up like, yo, come come hang out in the stream. Uh, and I'm thinking you're going to be playing Destiny and I hop on and what do I see you playing? But uh, No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that was pretty dope. Because um, you didn't tell me that you got it. You said I you did. were going to get it. But you didn't tell me you got it. Okay, so here's, so here's what happened. Okay, so y'all, um, like two months ago, No Man's Sky was on sale, and it was like thirty dollars. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was thirty dollars, and I was like, I've been wanting to try it out, but obviously it was broken when it first came out, and right. I was like, I don't know if I should get it. Now, obviously, it's been it's been four years since this game came out, so everything I'd heard. Recently, it was all good. So I, I threw it in a couple of different groups. I threw it in, you know, shout out to Love Thy Nerd. I threw it in their group and a couple others. Say, hey, No Man's Sky is on sale. Is it worth the $30 for me to get it? Because if it's not, you know, I'm going to save my money. I'll buy something else. Right. And everybody that commented on it said, no, the game's not worth $30. It's definitely worth the full 60 um, maybe more. It's, <laughs> right. it's definitely worth it. It's not what it was when it first came out. It's not the big disappointment it was. Like they said, like, you should definitely get this game. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's all I need to know. So I went after I got all that affirmation on the game two months ago, I went back to get it and the price had gone back up to $60. So I was like, oh, yeah. So they like, oh man. So I'm playing two nights ago. I'm playing destiny. Uh, shout out to my destiny peoples, Byron, Nick, Dre, and I'm playing, I'm talking, and Dre is like, yeah, um, what should I buy? Oh, look, No Man's Sky, $25. I'm like, $25? Oh, nice. $25. He's like, yeah, I mean, I got it back in 2016, but I returned it, and uh, I think I might need to get it again. And I was just like, $25? So, <laughs> so I went to the PlayStation store, PlayStation store, and there and behold, there it was, twenty five dollars on the PlayStation store. No Man's Sky. I was like, say no more. So uh, nice. I, I bought it, downloaded it, and I was like, all right, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to start playing now. Like that's uh, that's not going to do it justice. So right. so that was Saturday night. Sunday I was going to play, but then. Um, I was farming Lake of Shadows um, for <laughs> Destiny. I mean, it's the, I mean, it was the nightfall for the week. It's the you know, it's the very first strike. It's the easiest strike. It's the easiest nightfall, and they were dropping crazy good. Um, you know, Grandmaster was dropping ascending shards guaranteed. Master was dropping nice. you know shards almost every like every other every third. Like I was farming big time. So yeah. I was like, and then we had company come over. So it was like, okay. I knew I wasn't gonna be able to play much then, and then Monday, you know, I was focusing on the on the school for the kids, and I was also finishing up farming. So I was like, okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. It's like noon. The kids are their their work is mostly done already for the day. The wife went down to take a nap. I'm like, I ain't got nothing to do. I've already applied for like ten jobs. So <laughs> I was like, all right, let me let me play some No Man's Sky. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna stream it. And you know, see what happens. So though I started streaming it, and you know, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't tell you. I, I kind of like, I, I had it in the back of my mind that I did tell you, even though I didn't. Um, nah, definitely didn't. I did. <laughs> I was like, wait, 
No man, the sky. Wait. I did. I did. I did tell Tim because he had talked about getting in it for a while before. Um, I know I told him, but I guess in the back of my mind, I told you in my head, but I didn't do it. Um, so yeah, obviously it was a pleasant surprise for you to see me playing your game, and um, I was having fun. So, um, so the real funny part to this, y'all, is that Unique Genie's been playing No Man's Sky for quite some time. <laughs> So I got 35. I just checked it today. I got 35 hours in. 35 hours. On, uh, yeah. Okay. What, what is what is your guess on how many credits you've accumulated in those 35 hours? Uh, well, I spent a lot of them, but I don't know, probably close to a million, probably, maybe. About a million credits. Okay. Probably about a million. I spent, I spent a lot. I'm down. I'm like, I'm down now. I'm, I'm trying to build it back up. I got like a couple hundred thousand now, but uh, yeah, I'd say probably about a million when when I was I was going heavy. Okay. <laughs> See, as I was as I was streaming, uh, a very nice viewer jumped on from France, um, and he was guiding me really through early because I was trying to figure out what was going on. I'm on this hostile planet. I'm almost dying. I'm like, yo, I got. Where is this night? Where is this sodium man? I gotta get this sodium just so I ain't dying from this heat. And then I gotta find this carbon so I can keep shooting this mining laser. It was, you know, and the science was out there. I was like, okay, what, what's going on? He's guiding me through my stream, and then um, so he was like, um. Now, when I posted, you know, I indicated that I was, you know, streaming for the very first time of this game. So I think that drew his eyeballs in and he was like, man, you've inspired me. I haven't played for like three weeks. Let me jump in and help you out. So I was like, nice. cool. Okay. I dig it. So he jumps in. He joins my session. He's helping me out. And Unique DNA starts watching. Um, and he, and, you know, this cat, um, he starts. Uh, building uh, at my base. He's guiding, yeah, he's right. Guiding, he was going in. I was like, no. He's, he's guiding me on <laughs> how to build a base. Right Yo, my base is the funkiest looking thing, right? So, I again, I I am, by the time Unique DNA is watching, I'm three hours into my first ever gameplay here. Um, so, um, this guy has guided me to get to the point where I'm building a base. And all I have for my base, I've got carbon. All I have is wood. So I build this, you know, some wood and as I'm building and as I'm doing different stuff, um, this guy, he's just, he's adding on to my space. And I look up and I realize he's added on a hallway um, <laughs> and a whole you know, a row of like five storage units, storage units, I mean, five like on each side, I think. And... <laughs> And I, I'll have to like post a screenshot in the group. So my area, it's wood. It looks like a little cabin. I've got one big room, one small room. It's a little cabin, and then there's a doorway, and then all you see, it's like it's like stepping, it's like being in Star Trek, and stepping into the holodeck um, that's turned on, and like you're stepping backwards into like you know into Little House in the Prairie. Um, it's ridiculous. You got a little house and prairie on half this building, and the other half is Star Trek. Um, and then he threw a bunch of uh, solar panels, powered joints on top of the roof, so it was powering up my whole area. And then he put down all the, he put down a whole a bunch of pads to summon my, um, uh, my like 
roving the vehicles, vehicles. Yeah, ships. Your vehicles, your, yeah. You know, you're on planet roaming vehicles. And then he put down the pattern and landing your ship. I'm like, okay. So And he gave me a mech. Yeah, and he gave me a mech. <laughs> right? Just, Which is crazy. Crazy. I've never met this dude before. <laughs> never thought like this is this is all this dude is just bursting with generosity. And he's having a blast helping me out. And I'm having a blast because the game is just fun and he was doing this helping me out. So you need Danier's watch. He's like, man, you're gonna have more stuff than me. And you like ten hours in, and I'm like, no, I'm I'm three hours. <laughs> a whole three hours in. So uh, for real, bro. Like I was looking at it uh, when I jumped on, and I'm like, so you know, when I jumped on, they started me at my base, and I'm like, yo, I don't even got half this stuff. <laughs> I mean, like. I got some of it because, you know, I was grinding and then some of it came with the updates that I missed, like, um, like the living ship. I got two eggs okay. for the living ship. But I just haven't hatched them yet. I need to hatch those. So um, I will have two, two uh, living ships because I actually um, I started hatching them today. Okay. And then um, like after you jumped off and then um. Yeah, it was just a bunch of other stuff. Like I didn't build the mech because that was that came with the update when I was playing. But I was so focused on because, like I said, Hello Games have been like going in with like the the the, the updates and it. Um, I mean, I guess it's DLC, but it, you don't got to pay for it. Right. And um, so they did a they did a power suit upgrade. They did the and then like a week later they came out with the living uh the living ship or I think it was vice versa. They did a, yeah, it was the living ship first and then mm-hmm. the power suit upgrade. And then another upgrade. Then they went cross platform, and I was just like, "Yo, I can't keep up." <laughs> like it was, it was happening so fast. And then you know, life got in the way, and I wasn't playing as much. But um, yeah, I was just looking. I'm like, "Yo, you, you accumulated more." Like, I mean, my base is trash. I never expected it to be much. Um, like I said, it's just a storage unit for me, <laughs> uh, which is crazy because I actually got two of them on two different planets. But um, yeah, I, I was like, I'm not gonna build. I wasn't even. I was like, I'm not gonna go in and want a base until I build like my farming unit, right? Because um, I'm just building a straight farming base, and um, I've seen some crazy ones on YouTube. But um, yeah, I was looking. I'm like, yo, you got a whole setup. Like, I mean, I could build some of that stuff, but <laughs> I was like, yo, you got a mech, you got a rover. Um, he gave you. Did he give you a ship? No, the ship was what it came with. He didn't give me a ship. Oh, that was the one you got. Yeah. Um, I was like, dang. And then he had like a whole fleet. So I'm like, yo, is he just going to drop a couple of ships your way? <laughs> like all that. Cause he brought his whole fleet out. Yeah. And well, I'm like, he was, he was peacocking then. You know, he was, he was yeah. showing off yeah. uh, his fleet. So, so here's the thing. So you need to like, man, you're going to have more stuff than me. So that's why I asked him about the credits. So um, he's like, yo, come with, come to. Uh, to my, you know, jump in a session with him to go to his base, and he's like, you know, um, come to my base. I'm like, all right, cool. It's like, I'm going to get off soon, because by that time, it's been almost four hours that I've been on this trip. Mm-hmm. So, it was pretty much around four hours when I switched over and jumped into uh, the, the, the his server, into his base. So, we go to his base, and he takes me inside his area, and he's like, come in here. So, we go up into his, like, it, it's it's his base is ridiculous. So we go inside. Yeah, his base is dope. He's throwing on, and he's like, all of a sudden, I'm seeing here, you know, gave you this, gave you this, gave you this, gave you this. And so he's like, <laughs> all right, come on. 
I'm like, okay. He's like, follow me. So we we go back outside. We jump in the uh, like the bike, like looking rover ones. We jump in those. We drive to this thing. We go inside, and there's these like merchant guys there. So he's like, all right, sell the stuff I gave you. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I start selling this. I'm like, all right, wait, I didn't have this. So I sell that. I didn't have this. I didn't have this. Like, wow, you gave me a bunch of that. I didn't have this. Oh, yeah, he went and got all that gold for you, too. Because um, that's when I jumped on. He well, was like, oh, I'm, I'm about to go get some gold for you. Well, he didn't even give me any gold. That's the thing. I don't even know what he used the gold for. Um, so oh, that's crazy. Because when I jumped on, he was like, yeah, I'm about to go get some gold for you. And that's when he, like, bounce and i was like yo where did he go he was like i'm going to get some goals i'm like yo you he wants to make you rich <laughs> so i don't know what he did because he didn't give me any actually gold he might have used the gold um for what he gave me so he gives me all the stuff i sell it and then i look at my number i've got over 10 million credits <laughs> you can start your farm well yeah, you gotta get said. the he's you gotta like, get the plans, but you just <laughs> you gotta do the research. But you start yeah. your farm. He's like, now you you want to see a ship or two? Go ahead, buy that. And I'm like, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The ships, yeah. I bought. That's why most of my money went. I bought two ships. I bought a freighter and a cargo ship. Um, just because you know me, I'm a collector, so yeah. I was like, I, I want everything with inventory. <laughs> I need big inventory. So, um. That's where my money went, but yeah, because the ships is is like a couple. Well, a big one is like a couple hundred thousand, mm-hmm. um, and then like the the cargo ship I got, I actually salvaged it. Okay, so I got that one for free, and then I used that one. I traded it in for a bigger one, and then I, I split the difference. But um, which is the that's another thing I like about the game too. Like you can find stuff on different planets. Mm-hmm. Like you find ships and stuff, and then you just fix them up. Like you got to find the materials, you fix them up, get them flyable, and then you can like you can go, you can trade them in, sell them for other ships. Like the game is dope. I mean, I know it was like a huge letdown when it first came out. That's why I didn't get it when it first came out. But since then, the last like two years, I say, it's been fire. Like I'm like, yo, this game is dope, and then they just keep releasing updates. I'm like, I'm, I'm. I'm trying to figure out how they're making money because there's no micro that I see and there's no microtransactions. Yeah. There's no, like, they're not selling no DLC and they just keep releasing all these updates. I'm like, yo, are they like just making money off of people like recommending it? Like, yo, you should go buy the game now because it's actually pretty dope because like, they, they I'm trying be. to figure out how they're doing it. I mean, <laughs> I looked at, I glanced at the article you posted yesterday and, um, the the one the newest one that you posted that uh see origins the newest one that is going to be their 12th dlc yeah crazy right 12, 12 <laughs> in four years how crazy is that and all of them were free yeah that's impressive. that don't happen in 2020 for <laughs> or in the last 10 years for that matter like and then like you know it supports VR, so if I got PlayStation VR, I could do, I could rock it with that. You know, it's cross. I want the Oculus, right? Yeah, I mean, it supports crossplay because you were on your PC. Me and um, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna shout them out here. Um, Lowthist06. If you if you're on Twitch, give low L O W this T E O six. Maybe it's Lowthist Tay 
06, something like that. He's French, so it's probably like Tay or something like that. But give this man a follow on Twitch. Um, super kind, super cool, super chill dude. He, we played a little bit. Dean and Guinea was there. We kind of uh, all three were in one group for a little bit before uh, he had to go eat because he, he was on with me the entire four hours, like the entire time he was there. He took a break, I think, for like 10 minutes to go smoke or something like that and he came back with the rest of the time he's like man i'm hungry i'm like dude you've been more than kind like go I, I, i can't be on much longer anyway like go ahead and i mean he's in france so he's five to six hours ahead anyway so it had to be um it was almost five o'clock here so it had to be getting late um there anyway so it was 10 11 o'clock at night there anyway it's like dude like yeah come on man like you've been here more than long enough i appreciate it yeah, I thought actually when I cause when I hopped on, you know, I was on the stream, so I was just in the chat first, and uh, I thought y'all knew each other. Like I thought he was like one of your destiny buddies or something. Oh. And uh, and then especially the way he was just giving away stuff, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, he must know you. Like you know, like kind of like me, like you know, he been playing for a while. You guys know each other, and he's like, yo, I'm gonna help you out. That's even more impressive that like just some ran, random guy. <laughs> Just like yo, I'm gonna hook you up with like you know, ten million plus. Yeah, (laughs) plus set up your base. Because I think I started the game with like five thousand credits or something like that, Um, and I I'm over ten million. Like, yeah, they don't give you much to start out with. So yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, but that yeah, that's that's crazy. That's dope. That is that's super dope. So Um, we are playing out of jealous sky, (laughs) y'all. We out here, we play it out here. Uh, I've accumulated a massive amount <laughs> in a very short period of time, thanks to some extreme generosity. Like, wow, super, super cool story to be able to tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's gonna be dope. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm ready to play now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And I feel bad because I, you know, you need DNA jumps in and I'm like, I got to get off. <laughs> he jumped on for like 10 minutes. I'm like, I got to, I got to go. I've been on for, you know, I've been streaming for four and a half hours. I'm starting to get, you know, glares from the wife. I know dinner's coming soon. Like, I'm like, I got I'm going to have to get off. Like, I don't want to get off, but I got to get off. I don't want to get off, but I got to get off. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's cool. I was, I was, uh, I only had like an hour left. Well, by the time you got off, it was probably like, maybe like 45 minutes. So yeah, I just did some farming and um, I, mean, I should say harvesting some mining. And then, um, like I said, I updated my, um, cause I needed to update my, need to update my inventory so I could um, hatch the eggs for the living ships. And then uh, that was pretty much it. And once I did that, I was like, all right, I'm gonna just hop off cause I had to get ready for class. But, um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm hyped to start playing again. Because right. like I said, I, I I I loaded up yesterday. I prayed for like an hour, and then um, I jumped off after I finished homework and stuff. But um, I was I was actually gonna text you today and be like, "Yo," because I remember you mentioned that you might get it, but I didn't know you had actually got it yet. So that was that was that was a nice little surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's no surprise for me to hear that sales like, huh? Okay, I can do twenty five hours. Everyone told me it's dope. Everyone and people have told me it's dope. I trust. 
So I was like, cool. Let's make it happen. Right. Like, yeah, so I'm I'm excited from for that uh, to even get better. You know, with next week, whatever next week's <laughs> update, you know, result of that is like that's that's super dope. Um, and I know there's a whole bunch of stuff that um, was like you know already included that I haven't been able to get into because I've only played for a few hours. Um, so like, uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't gone I haven't gone in the mech yet. Um, there's a whole bunch of, you know, upgrade stuff I've got to do. I still have to, you know, up work on my own, upgrade my mining laser and all that other stuff. Like, um, yeah, there, and there's clearly just so much to do. Like it's, it's like, it's destiny level amount of things there, there are just to do, um, in this game. Like it's very, yeah, there's so much to do. It's insane. And then the amount of plant, like, when they, I remember when they announced the game and they were like, it's infinite exploration, like just the amount of planets you can go to. And then like when I first, when I did my first jump and I just like did a jump to like another planet mm-hmm. and then I did a jump to another galaxy and I was like, wait, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> And then it's just like there's like I mean like in within the galaxy there's like tons of planets and then you jump out and you get the, you see the screen with all the different galaxies and you're like wait there's like tons of galaxies too like this this game like never ends yeah so so yeah I mean there's like so much to do um yeah and then like the more you just start upgrading stuff the more you just like get able to do more um it's just crazy but. I mean, I am a little upset that you wasn't getting harassed by the Sentinel when I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't understand why the Sentry didn't bother me. I again, I think it's because I'm so new. I hadn't done anything, or it just it didn't recognize me as a threat for some odd reason. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they yeah, didn't want black. Like every time I would take out my mining gun, it was just like right there, like hovering over me and I'm like go away I wanted to shoot it down but then that's gonna bring like 10 more uh, <laughs> see I was talking trash to it too I was like go ahead fly off <laughs> hey, I, I, it probably hasn't seen me without my uh, my helmet on it doesn't know I'm black yet so it just let me <laughs> it just it was like oh he's cool we're good nah I'm here to steal everything and I I, I am shocked at how destructive um, everything is, especially the vehicles, because you just running over and dis- disintegrating trees and running over rocks <laughs> and animals. And, like, I am like, because I'm trying to get used to driving this thing and I'm defaulting to GTA controls on. <laughs> like, uh, and I'm like, okay, well, that's not it. That's not making me go fast. Like, okay, what what is this? Okay, now I finally got it. Like, all I got to do is the sticks. Cool. I don't have to press R2 right. or anything to go faster. I'm, I'm okay with that. And so I'm getting the hang of it, and I'm just hitting trees and rocks, and they're just being destroyed. And I'm like, oh, great, that's minerals I, I can't get now. And then I'm like, I am just destroying this planet's ecosystem. Like, it's not going to have nothing left because I'm just trying to drive around. But I'm like, oh, that just seems to be how it goes. This the ecosystem just yeah. gets destroyed <laughs> because. Yeah, everything is pretty much, like, destructible, except for, like, the building structures pretty much run anything over. I was like, okay, I'm just wow, that's 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 new, and um, but really cool. And 
the last planet we were on, why that planet got to be uh, like a, a carbon copy of Planet Vegeta? Oh, no, no, <laughs> not them. Sorry, not Planet Vegeta. Planet Namek. That thing, the trees, the blue, the greenish blue water, the blue grass. It was Planet Namek. I expected to see Goku <laughs> and Vegeta and Frieza and Captain Ginyu out there fighting. Like, that place <laughs> looks straight up like Planet Namek. Yeah, it, it did. It was like, it was like very bluish and green turquoise color. Turquoise, I can't talk. Turquoise color. Get it out. You can do it. <laughs> Spit it out. Spit it out. Um, yeah, it was dope, though. Uh, that was a cool planet. It got a nice base. My planet's kind of boring. It's like a desert. I like his. It's all green and it's got like, yeah, it like water lush. and stuff. Yeah, it was like a lush planet. I was feeling the only like thing my my planet doesn't have sentinels. I I intentionally went to a planet with no sentinels uh, to build my base. Mm, that's a good question. Because hmm. uh, they're just a pain. Well, yeah, I mean, they are, but I'm guessing they only keep it kind of exciting in a little bit. Oh, yeah, they do. They make it fun to kind of, you know, be all over the place. But um, is there, any, is yeah, there a story behind them? Annoying. The Sentinels? Yeah. Um, Not that I know of. But I'm guessing yeah, I, there, there probably is some story in there. I just might have not have seen it yet. But it seems like they're like the planet keepers. Like they protect the resources and the, you know, all that stuff. Because it doesn't seem like your character is a space criminal, at least not from what I can tell. So it's like if I'm just nah. exploring and I'm exploring and I'm, you know, curating resources, like why would it care, you know? Yeah, I think they just like they just protect the planet resources, make sure you don't um you know, deplete the planet of resources. I never actually looked into it. I'm gonna have to do that one of these days. Look into the, like why they exist. But they're I, they're just they're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, they do keep it exciting because when you're like like I've been to some planets where like most of the planet is gold. Okay. And so you just you're just mining like tons of gold and like they're right there. And so like you can't you like you gotta mine some and then you gotta like either shoot them down, mm-hmm. which usually just brings more and they just swarm you. They're like bees. Um or you like you just hurry up and get back to the ship or get back to your your um your mech suit. Mm-hmm. Just like like fly off to another part <laughs> to get away from them and then start mining again. So it definitely keeps it interesting because you're like constantly watching your back and trying to, you know, trying to survive, but you're also like trying to get your resources up and all that. So yeah, uh, it's just annoying to me. So, <laughs> so I'm just like I'm just, just trying to, you know, just trying to survive out here, make some money. Well, let me ask some you this. What what level do you play on? You know, I don't even know. I'm, I'm knowing me is probably the hardest level. Um, because I started at, well, we weren't in my session at the time, but I started on normal just because I wanted to get a feel for everything. Um, yeah, I usually do hard, like normally by like default, I usually do hard or like this the hardest level, depending on the game. Um, this one I probably did hard because I was on PC and I'm still getting used to playing on PC. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I don't remember because, you know, I set it up so, like a while ago. So I don't remember what I set it up as. I have to check when I get off. But um, it's probably hard. But either way, <laughs> I know everybody, like I've heard everybody complain about them. Like I used to be in this, um, actually I still am part of this, um, the, the No Man's Sky Reddit. There's, okay. a, there's a Reddit. Of course there is a Reddit. There's a Reddit for everybody. Um, yeah. It's like, of course there is. Um, and I remember, I remember when I first started, everybody was like, oh yeah, like commenting about them. Like when they would be talking about different like missions, because usually I would go in there for like stuff that I was stuck on or if I was trying to figure something out. Mm-hmm. And like they would always like bring them up. I hadn't seen them yet because I guess I wasn't a high enough level. Okay. But then like once I saw them, <laughs> it was like every planet I would go to after that, it seemed like they were on there. And yeah, they were just like a pain. I mean, they're not like, they're not super hard. Well, some of them are. Most of them are pretty easy to beat. Mm-hmm. But like I said, once you like knock down two or three, they just come in and they just swarm. And then you're just like, yeah, I can't, I gotta get out of here or I'm gonna die. <laughs> like, there's no way around it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, they didn't kill me. I did die though. Um, initially on the first, very first planet you load in on. Um, and it's crazy because Lothis Day 06 was like, you'll probably die within the first 10 minutes. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm <laughs> gonna do my best not to. And I'm running around, I'm trying to get these resources. And I was like, he said, like, if I had like three more seconds, I would have, I would have survived and been able to like, you know, fuel my, I, I was trying to find sodium. That was it. I couldn't uh, use the yeah. sodium for my hazardous, my hazmat part of my suit. And um, yeah, three more seconds, I would have been all right. But uh, I did, I died. And then after that, I think I think that's what made him take mercy on me, have pity on me. <laughs> was like he was like, this guy needs some help. Let me help him out because this planet is harsh, and he you know he doesn't know what he's doing. He's learning on the fly. Yeah, um, and that's one game where I'm going to really have to adjust how I sit because I normally my PlayStation's in my living room, and um, yeah, I, I don't know what what I'm gonna do future wise because that's a game I need to have that thing in front of my face like that needs the writing is so small um, mm. I was like I need to have like uh, a monitor it's only a few feet away from my face because I'm trying to I, I had to stand up and go in front of the TV closer so I can like read this small print in the lower left corner and tell me this tell me this stuff in the left corner tell me this in the right corner and then you got HUD stuff up here and I'm like wait, oh, hold on where am I supposed to be reading none of it's big and not like my eyesight's that bad but it was just it was really small font really small type but I'm like alright let me get closer so I can figure out what I'm doing and man especially when I went into the inventory so I'm like what hold on okay yeah this ain't, that this menu system getting, is deep yeah and this ain't getting bigger as I'm rolling over it either like nah like Cause I was like, okay, this kind of looks like Destiny's, and I rolled over it. It didn't get any bigger, and the pop-up had the words, and the pop-up were just as small. I was like, all right, I, I'm gonna have to stand up. Let me go read this, figure out what's going on. Cause, yeah, it's deep, it's in depth. Yeah, I wonder if you can, um, um, you know, update it, 
changes, you know, changes the stuff in your, um, like in your settings. Cause I know on PC you can, but you know, a console might be different. Yeah. Like if you can make the word is the letters bigger or whatever. I'm going to have to look because either that, I'm just going to have to move my chair close to the television and sit in the living room. Be like, y'all walk around me because I need to see. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you probably could. Most games you can. Um, so, yeah, I, w- I would look into that when next time you get on there. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. But uh, No Man's Sky definitely is a great time so far. Yeah, it's been awesome. And now I'm like excited. I'm, I'm like him. I'm like, I'm excited to play again. Now I got somebody to play with. I think that was the one thing I was like the lone survivor, the lone explorer for well, that's how 30 something hours. That's how it was supposed and, to be. Like, that's how they, you know, they um, marketed as, hey, you know, you're going to go on this solo, this massive solo journey. And, you know, if yeah. you, you'll never bump into anybody because, you know, this universe is so massive. Yeah. Well, I mean, they always had, you know, the NPCs, but, um, you know, it is definitely different with like real players, uh, like the multiplayer experience. But uh, I mean, I like, I, don't get me wrong, I like the Lone Survivor kind of soul explorer um, thing. It was just like, this would be like knowing that there was multiplayer, like, this would be fun to play with my friends. Yeah, no, know, definitely. Just... <laughs> well, any game, especially in uh, anything online where you're exploring and you're going through something, you're problem solving, it's always better with friends. And I'm, I'm, ho- I, don't, I, I don't know what their plans are, but if they had a, a communal ship option, I bet that would blow up. Um, you know, hmm. you know, two, three, four people max. You know, you know, working together, trying to, you know, um, go through super hard, you know, planets, whatever stuff that requires teamwork. Um, yeah, I'd imagine, which I haven't looked like. Again, I haven't looked into it because I, you know, you're my first actual friend that is playing it. But um, I'd imagine that. You probably can. I think you can actually. Now I'm thinking about it. I think when you get the freighter and you get the fleet, mm-hmm. I think you can do like a uh, like a team kind of thing. Like everybody can be on because the, the freighter is huge. I don't know if you saw it. Well, no. Well, he. Well, so Lothis Tay 06 had a freighter, and he had me fly my ship and dock on his freighter. That joint right. was huge. His entire right. fleet was docked in there. He goes, I have all you know, these guys. Like I got a couple bases, and I got this and that. But he's like, I live in my fl- I live in my freighter. Um, yeah. And I was like, No wonder you live in your freighter. The thing was like, it was like the, it was like Galactica. Like thing was huge. You yeah. All these shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Of course you live yeah. in this thing. So I yeah. So I think I mean I'm I'm guessing. And I'm pretty sure I, I remember seeing something about like that you can do that like um, with the freighter you can do that, but you gotta. I mean, freighters you need to acquire one is like it's a good like ten million, I think. That's why I never got one. I ain't, I didn't make it that far yet. That's a lot of money. But, it's a know. lot of credits. <laughs> I think it was like I I found one because like, I rescued one. They were under attack. Okay. And uh, with some pirates or whatever, and uh, um, I fought off the pirates, and then I talked to the captain, and he was like, 
he basically was said something to the effect of like, yeah, I'm giving this all up. Do you want it? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then it was like four, it was like 14 million or something like that. And I was like, uh, I'll come back later. <laughs> <laughs> can you just hang around and float around in space so I can afford that? Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Let me see. I'm looking at the uh, desolation update. Let's see what it says. It's got some details about the derelict freighters. Uh, no two interiors the same. They love their variants. Uncovering the freighter secrets. Well, yeah, their, their variants are ridiculous. Like, I'm telling you, man. Like if they if their next game cost one hundred and fifty dollars, I will buy it. Just because like the amount of value that they provided with the game mm-hmm. for you know if you got in a you know ground level it was sixty dollars. Um, if you're like us and you got it on sale, I think I paid thirty or forty. Um, you paid twenty five. It's like yo to provide that much value is amazing for you know. Like, like I said, then just everything that they just keep at, like, they're just like, yeah, we know we gave you like a, this is like, like, so this is like, you know, we talked about last episode about destiny mm-hmm. and my disappointment with destiny. This is what I expected Bungie to do um, with destiny. Like, okay, no, we didn't, no, we didn't deliver on our promise, but look, we're working diligently to get there right like and you know just for the like destiny's doing it but they're like yeah yeah well you're gonna pay (laughs) yeah yeah come on come buy this dlc uh come get this taken king for another 30 dollars. come get this one for 15 you know um whereas hello games is just like here you go like we're gonna deliver on our promise and one way or another right and um yeah, it's just dope, man. Like, I, like I, they are, they have gotten so far from me a forever fan mm-hmm. of pretty much anything that they put out just because, you know, they're, they're really, they're taking it back. Like me and my brother-in-law were just talking about this earlier today, but they're taking it back to like the original, you know, like for the gamers, you know, um, so like, so, so. For the last, I don't know, I guess probably like 10 years or so, maybe five, it's been about profits. Everybody's been about profits. Everybody's been about exclusives. Everybody's been about, you know, how can we maximize, you know, even now, like the, which, um, uh, spoiler alert, I guess, for later on, <laughs> um, everybody's been talking about the Microsoft Xbox thing mm-hmm. and deal. And it's like um, the Xbox and Bethesda deal. And it's like, all exclusives and you know now we're not we're not going to be able to play any these games on ps4 i mean ps5 and it's just like hello games is just like you know we're we're about the gamers and we're going to give you guys what we promised and more honestly because i think i think they've reached what they promised and they're just like going above and beyond now like now they're coming out with this this new update this week and like you said, it's been 20, how many? 20? Uh, 11? 12. <laughs> 12 one. updates. Be the 12th one. And now, a single one of them costs a dime. And you would think, you think like, 
you know, if you think about it, like these developers like Bungie, like like Bethesda, like even Microsoft and Sony, they would have been like, yo, thirty dollars a pop or even fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at these patch notes. You know? Like the the patch notes for um two point six. I mean, let's see. They added the space encounter, the derelict freighter. They can mm-hmm. be landed on and explored. My light's going SOS at me. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> uh, they contain large valuable volumes of valuable salvage as well as new rewards. Each star system has one derelict freighter style. Derelict freighters are home to new hostile enemies. Uh, they contain procedural generated stories with dialogues and lore to be found in story content. Um, let's see. Emergency broadcast receivers um, are expensive, may escalate in accordance with demand. Prices reset each day. Each week, iteration Helios offer free emergency broadcast receivers. Um, the freighters offer many lucrative rewards. Sell the day logs for nanites or standing um, upgrade station on freighters can be used to recolor your freighter. Storage containers built upon a freighter now have new tabs for the inventory. Um, updates on the capital ship expedition UI, um, new items, the anomaly detector, uh, ability to add custom title to your player name, update to the Bolt damage, bolt caster damage, sentinel weapon speeds updates, uh, tighten the FOV well, and com- a whole bunch of combat updates. I mean, one, two, two, about 20 combat updates listed. Um, six mission updates listed. Uh, and we haven't even gotten to crashes yet. This is all just like updates. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like HUD um, shows the damage indicator when jetpack broken. Like, whole bunch of stuff it's a long list of things from 2.6 here which is uh the one we're on desolation yeah i'm looking at the combat in this video um video here on the website and i'm like it's like he's this this is like a scene from alien where he's just trying to shoot his way out um with all these you know creepy little bug things coming at him um yeah i'm gonna make sure i have some weapons before i come across any of these freighters that are out there rusting and, and try and go exploring because, um, yeah, they, they, it's like a less threatening thrall and destiny coming at them and got some, looks like some ghost, uh, ghost jellyfish that are green. Yeah. Like it gives me down. those destiny vibes. Yeah. But like I said, it's just like, it's like, it's everything that destiny should have been. But wasn't, you know, the only thing I haven't seen yet, and I could be wrong, but I haven't seen any like any of like the MMO. I see it again. I can't talk today. MMO RPG um, type, you know, uh, like world events and elements and different things like that, you know, raid type stuff. Right. Um, which who knows maybe that, that's what this update might be because they haven't released a whole lot of details on it no there's no details on the site about it but um i mean if they do that like if they go the mmo route this like there's no stopping this game for at least a few years for a while yeah you know <laughs> um 
especially like on the PC side, on the console side, you know, people might have to upgrade to the PS5 or whatever, or the Xbox Series X, but knowing the way that, I mean, the way they're doing things, they'll just like let you transfer all your data over and you just start where you left off. Which would be dope. Yes. But um yeah, yeah, I mean, I love it. So yeah. Um that was a long roundabout to say that yeah, I'm playing No Man's Sky again. <laughs> <laughs> I am now playing No Man's Sky and uh we're um, both playing No Man's Sky. Yeah, and I just copped uh Tales of Vesperia on sale for twelve bucks on Switch. So uh yeah. Okay. Um, so I just started playing that um, like, I don't know, in the last couple of hours. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was 12, I want to say it was twelve ninety nine. dollars um, So yeah. $12.99, I might, no, no, I can't. Um, I'm not going to look at it. Nope, no, I'm not going to do it. No, no, no. <clears throat> it's the definitive edition, by the way. It's not even the... Oh no! Because I, I <laughs> have because no, Persona Five is twenty five dollars. The definitive edition is in my cart, and I'm trying not to hit it. Um, <laughs> excited about how great Persona Five is, and I'm like, ooh, JRPG it looks great. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, yeah, I had to do it, man. Tales of Vesperia been in my cart. I mean, in my wish list for like a minute. And then, you know, as Nintendo does, they sent me an email like, hey, uh, hey, hey, an item on your wish list is on sale. Come, <laughs> come by. Click buy. Enter your card. Thank you. Buy now. Buy, buy now. now. <laughs> uh, well, Jeeks, we want to know what you're playing. Are you playing No Man's Sky? Are you going to cop No Man's Sky like I did? Uh, if so, we will definitely be playing with y'all because we out here. We are definitely out here exploring this universe. We can have a Jeek planet and everybody have a dope base uh, on Jeek planet. And because there's mad planets that have not been discovered, like tons of planets that have not been discovered in this universe. Tons. Tons. <laughs> like so many planets that have not been discovered and when you go to a planet that's been discovered by somebody and it says it so yeah we can we can form our own corner of the uh of the massive universe in the galaxies many galaxies yeah taking yeah. over for the 3099s to the 4000s y'all let's do it let's do it let's do it so we're gonna move on to our quick hit topics First quick hit topic of this episode, Adidas has some new Star Wars kicks, but big caveat, they are in kid sizes only. So you need to take a click, take a look. Would you cop these for your boys? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I definitely would. The... um. Is that, is that Kylo Ren or Darth Vader? I don't know. I can't tell. I'm assuming it's probably Kylo Ren, the black and red ones. Yeah, it's first order. Um, yeah, I would definitely get those for them. Those are dope. Um, 
are these? I wish they would label them. That's the Rebel Pilot joints. Those are dope too. And what are these? Ah, the Jedi. Yoda. I guess that's Yoda, right? Jedi Master. Um, Rebel Pilot joints. Those are dope too. And what are these? Ah, the Jedi. Yoda. I guess that's Yoda, right? Jedi Master. Um, yeah, I mean, I like I like all three. You know me, I'm a Star Wars guy, so I like all three. They're not too expensive. Forty bucks is about average for kids sneakers. Um, you know, at least Adidas and Nike kids sneakers. <laughs> um, right. I mean, of the three, I definitely like the the um, the red and black ones, the Galactic Empire ones. Yeah. They're- ones are, are super dope those ones look really cool yeah um but yeah either any of them would be dope i mean i would i would like to see them in obviously i would, I would like to see them in adult sizes the one thing i don't right. like about the galactic empire is like why the blue like um i guess that's a shoelace strap or i don't know what that is actually i don't know what to call that but um so random <laughs> It just is random blue. Like, why not make it red? Oh yeah, on the tongue. Yeah, yeah that. Does, I have that blue on the tongue. Yeah, like, all the other ones match. That's the only one that doesn't match. Of the other two, like you know, of the three. You're right. Like the yeah. Jedi Master one is black, which is fine. And the, the Rebel uh, Pilot, the Rebel Pilot one is like a navy. Yeah, but then yeah. you. It's just like royal on this like, red and black. Yeah. This is like a random royal blue. And it's yeah. like the only place in this royal blue. Like, was that a design mistake that they just forgot to correct? Like, when you buy it, is it actually going to be blue or is it going to be like, ah, yeah, we made a mistake. That was a prototype and it was actually supposed to be red. <laughs> it, would, it would make sense red. It, like, it could be. It, yeah, that does not look right at all. Yeah, either make it red, that, or that, it seems like all the other ones they went with the color of the 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 tongue, like that. Like, um, well, actually, no, the Jedi Master went with the color of the laces. But yeah, like the Rebel Pilot yeah. one, it went with the. Actually, no, you know what? Each of them is different as far as which tone it used, but the yeah. the thing is. The Jedi and the Rebel Pilot one, the tone is from other parts of the shoe. It's right. not a complete. It's not red in the middle of all this blue and gray and and, and off white. Right, like it's it's the same. You know, uh, you know, navy. That's uh, royal blue. That's that's there. And I'm sorry, that's a navy. Yeah, same navy. navy. Like it's you see in other parts of the shoe. Um, even if it was orange. I mean, there's the oranges and the stripes. Like that still would make sense. It's not a. It's a color. Yeah, yeah. You can even do orange. Um, hey, those ones are only thirty five. Huh. It looks so. It looks like well, the the more popular ones are the the, the first order ones are forty five. Yeah. Uh, Jedi Yoda ones are forty, and the pilots are thirty five. It's not bad at all. No, it's not bad at all. That's that's a pretty decent price. Um. Yeah, I mean they're dope. I would definitely. I don't think my son can fit any of these though. But yeah, and you're, you're three and a half is a small yeah. size. I got 
big for your kids. Not quite there yet, but they're dope. I would like if he was a three and a half or or uh, four. I would definitely, you know, get it for him. Um, because they, I mean, they're pretty dope. I will, I, I will, like I said, I will get some for myself if they if they had them in my size. Both sizes. <laughs> I looked. They're kid kid only sizes. I looked. I tried to find if there was adult sizes, but yeah, uh, I mean that happens pretty often. You know, as long as I've been in a sneaker game, I'm always like, "Yo, man, you know, the kids always get the better colors." Like even with Jordans, like they would come out with some crazy colored Jordans, um, and I'm like, "Oh, those are so fire!" And then they were like, "Yeah, um, kids only," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, come on." Like kids, well, they and, had, kids and women's. <laughs> yes. Some one women's Jordan. I was like, yo, those are fire. Um, and, uh, and there was like oh, women's only 11. So I'm like, what? Yeah, Come yeah. on. They did that a lot. And I don't, I don't really understand. I don't understand why. Cause I mean, I know, I know they know if they did it in men's colors that they can get it. Like they're going to sell. So. Oh, like, absolutely. It's like, why do well, you. They have- that were women's for like only for a while or whatever it was supposed to only be women's and they released it in men's up to like 12 or something yeah like like yeah of course i want gold jays like who doesn't want right. gold jays right so yeah i don't know what what nike and jordan's idea behind only doing that is but um yeah like as far as these go they're dope i'd say cop definitely a cop definitely a cop uh, uh, ironically, though, oh, I well, speaking on pass the, on the the Galactic Empire just because of that royal blue. <laughs> yeah, the the well, just that that just thrown in there does not make sense. I, not at all. I'd have to pass on that personally. They were men, so no, I can't. It just sticks out. Yeah. But next quick hit, we have seemingly a win. Now, if you listen to the show. You've heard Unitina and myself um, rant quite often about a particular thing in gaming, and that is hair. Yes. Black folk hair, specifically. specifically However, black folk hair. <laughs> have you seen Miles Morales' fade in lineup from the images in Spider Man Miles Morales? I did actually. Um, I actually did see this, and it, it's insane. Um, my man, that line is fresh. His hair looks real. It looks natural. I'm going to put it on the screen for everybody to see as we discuss here. Will, will these next-gen consoles finally herald the era of accurate POC hairstyles? Because I am here for it. Look at that right Look at that. Look at that line. I mean, like I'm looking at, I'm like, look at the texture, like, like the tight yeah, curls, like the tight curls. Actually, like if it wasn't a video game, I would think that was somebody's. Somebody just got out the like chair. Hair, yeah, yeah. Even like the little details here with the, like it's not quite perfectly even. You know? Right. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like you can see the little hairs coming out, versus like they just like drew a line. Like right, they, it's like individual hairs there. Just like oh man, the detail on that is crazy. Like that's nuts. That's crazy. That just looks like a 
that, that looks like his. That looks like a fade. My man just got his fade. Even he the just eyebrows, got like yeah, it's crazy. Um, so that that brings me to the question: Will we get good character creation here now? Will we finally get be more than just <laughs> slick backs, afros, <laughs> dreads, and cornrows? And cornrows, yeah, because those bald. only f- <laughs> or bald can't go wrong with bald. Oh, that's the tough one because obviously that screenshot is from a cutscene, and yeah, or is that, it? That, it? Well, yeah, eh, I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know for sure, but that looks cut screenish. Um, it does, it does, but also with this is PS5 and. Right. I mean, so that hope that gives me hope that even if we don't get it in character creation, we eventually may because it's already there um for the main character. So if that level of detail stays true to the in play art, then that gives me hope for character creation games will be able to have that type of detail. Right. And accuracy. Right. But yeah. we've never seen even in a cut screen before. So nah, it's usually I, just just terrible. Um yeah, so what I see. So yeah, I mean I'm excited just for that, but I'm just thinking like, yes, I can finally get a character. I mean, you're never gonna look exactly like you until they do this the face scanning thing, but um Right. Yeah, at least I can get something close um to what I look like, which would be pretty dope. That'd be pretty sick. Just to have a real, yeah. real black man hair. Yes. On my NBA 2K character. Right. And not so, you know, not floppy like Steve Nash <laughs> thing going on. Nobody oh, looks like, like, what is going on? It's, it's crazy. Uh, and you would have thought. Cornrows yeah, and dreads. Yeah. yeah I, I've never had cornrows in my life. I've I had. Did, but, I mean, I was. Fifteen years ago now, <laughs> I, I I never did. I wanted to. Um, every time someone I went to get it done, people were like, "Yo, your hair is too your hair is just too curly." Um, we we'd have to have you relax. I'm like, I'm not putting relax in my hair. I'm not, you know, I'm nothing but juices and berries in this. Um, putting relax in my hair, so I never got rose. But I had, you know, I had plenty of monster froze. But hey. I wasn't doing the relaxer thing, so no rose for me. Really? You think so, you got to get a relaxer? That's crazy. Because mm-hmm. they didn't want to deal with the fact that it's, you know, I mean, you go to a place, you know, they either pay per head, so they, they want to get your head done as soon as they can. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like I, it's not like I was with Charles Sprewell, you know, paying to pick a thousand <laughs> house and braid my hair as I play video games, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, because if that that case, you know, in a shoe, I'm paying you, you come, like, go do my natural hair. Yeah. But you know, you're going to a, you know a barber shop, you're going to a, a hair shop, you know. They, you know, they're unless they know you're going to pay them some super big tip, they're not going to want to spend the extra time working with your natural hair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I always. I curls. My 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 hair is ridiculous. I got lucky because my my mom was a. Um, licensed hairstylist so 
My mine. Any you guys? Anybody in school that went to school with me? That tell you my hair was always fresh. You know, the most I would go was like two weeks, and that was if I just. A lot of times that was just because I didn't feel like spending my whole Saturday because she worked at a shop. So oh, like, so you were there all day? Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, she could do it in like an hour or two, but because like I would go there, she'd be working. So like. In between her clients, she would do something and then like, all right, go sit over there till I, you know, till I finish and yeah. I'll finish the rest. And so, um, I wish we had switches back then because, <laughs> I mean, we had PSPs, but um, invoice, <laughs> don't do I have nothing now. I know, I know. We did have some stuff, but yeah, it was just like I didn't want to spend my whole Saturday over there because I used to go, you know, easy the. Do it at night, which she didn't really like doing it at night because she's like, I've been doing hair all day. Yeah, she wants a break. Right. And now, like, I came home, you know, cooked dinner and all that. And then now you want to be saying braid your hair for two hours. Um, or you come to the shop on Saturday. And I was just like, I don't want to go to the shop on Saturday. I want to go play <laughs> ball. <laughs> um, well, boy, you had done a knot. Right. So. <laughs> So yeah, it was always like choose between looking good for the girls and go play ball. And sometimes ball won, sometimes girls won. <laughs> well, for me, all week, I'm gonna play ball. Right. You already she know what I look me like. Next week, <laughs> you know what I look like. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh snap! So next quick hit we have uh, details came out about a pitch that failed adult swim and i'm kind of i'm kind of scratching my head like i get it why it failed but i don't get it because to me i don't so it's goofy to me but here's the pitch so adult swim was pitched a show animated of course about rick moranis as the main character um a young man had an idea waiting in line that Rick Moranis would be the hero who retired from his acting career to save the universe. And it was, it went so far, he won a contest. It went so far as to having uh, art created for it to depict it. And, but unfortunately it, did not get past the pitch. Um, the sketch work includes sketches of Rick Moranis and, and of course, in his glasses, um, a cereal box from the uh, Shrunk the Kids movies, a butler um, that is a mantis named Morantis, um, and some other concept art. And essentially, Rick Moranis was going to be a, a our savior who had retired in Northern Alberta, Canada. Um, and he, this uh, kid discovers a cereal box from the honey. We shrunk ourselves movie, which is, you know, unfortunately the worst of the honey high shrunk movies. And that rare box of cereal uh, contained an expired, unexpired golden ticket making him the winner of a Meet Rick Moranis contest. 
and that Rick Moranis sacrificed his acting career to became to become the gatekeeper between our world and hell itself. So I don't understand how that did not get past um, the approval board there. However, their response is this. Not enough people know who Rick Moranis is. So that's why they didn't go on with the show. I mean, I, I kind of get it, right? Because um, the Adult Swim audience now is most of our kids or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like most of us are in our 30s and our kids are, you know, 18 or, or 17. They're in their teens, you know, or or about to be in their teens, right? And so they're they're the new Adult Swim audience because we were the Adult Swim audience, even though Adult Swim is supposed to be for adults. Um, when we were teenagers, right, eighteen and nineteen and seventeen and sixteen, whatever. So, this is true. I feel like if this happened, I don't know how long I've been out of school now. I don't even want to count. Um. Well, high school? <laughs> yeah. So roughly, what, 20 years? 20 years 15? No, it's been 20, exactly 20 years for me. So I've been out for um, 16. You've been out for 16. Um, so if this came out, if this, if this was pitched 16 to 20 years ago, I think it would have been an immediate green light. Because it's all of us, right? That's the audience. Us and a little bit younger. Maybe like, you know. Like my brother is my brother's age, um, because we remember vividly those movies. Um, you know that was our childhood, right? Ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, like all of that. Um, I feel like now it would still work. It could still work, but I think the pitch of you know Rick Moranis. Uh, his acting, you know, retiring his acting career. I think that part of the story would get lost on some, some of the kids today, because they just be okay. like, wait, who was he anyway? You know what I mean? Like for us, it was like, oh, like it fits with the story, in a sense, right? Like it kind of fits with reality, because um, we're like, yeah, well, you know, we haven't seen, like, you know what I mean? It, it just kind of like brings it brings it. it into reality like yeah you know we haven't seen rick moranis since like let's say early 2000 right <laughs> um with the exception of like you know a few cameos here and there so it's like whatever happened to him and it's like, cameo huh Moranis was he wasn't even doing cameos he was just gone right well he did i think he did one or two um i don't think so some small Small. I I was reading the article that said he did a couple small um, things in the two thousands, um, brief appearances or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that that's where you can connect the story better to the audience, right? Because it's like, yo, what if that's really what happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what if you know? Even though we all know it's fiction, but it's like you just kind of get that little bit of like. What if he did give up his comedic career to save the world? And like right. you can connect to it. But it's like kids today are like, huh? Who is this guy? Wait, what do you mean he was a comedian? 
Like, I don't even, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's just too much of the nostalgia in there for the audience today. Granted, we would watch it. We would watch it. Um, but, I mean, that's a great point because we're, like you said, we are the original Adult Swim audience and we were teenagers. Um, and to, I mean, we have to face it, people, kids born in 2000, they are 20 years old now. Right. Um, you know, they're the ones who will be watching current adult swim and they weren't alive to remember Rick Moranis in the eighties and nineties. Like, um, cause you know, I think Rick Moranis, you know, I'm immediately, I'm thinking Ghostbusters. I'm thinking uh little shop of horrors. I'm exactly. thinking space, honey and shrunk the kids. I'm thinking, um, you know, little giants, you know, um, I'm thinking the Flintstones, like there's, you know, he was all over in the 80s and 90s, and then, you know, he disappeared. Right. And I think he did only voice work in, in the early 2000s, and then he didn't do anything at all um, until whatever, um, I think he made his, like, a first cameo, like, two years ago. Because I remember reading an article, like, hey, Rick Brands did a cameo on some ABC show or something like that um, as, uh, I think it was his Dark Helmet. Um, mm. which again, probably the kids watching were like, "Who's Dark Helmet?" All right? Uh, <laughs> it kind of looks like Darth Vader, but shorter. Who's Darth Super Oversized Helmet Darth Vader? Um, yeah, if you haven't seen Spaceballs, um, you need to watch Spaceballs. It's it's hilarious. Don't watch it with your kids, though, especially if they're like young kids. Don't watch it with young kids. Um, it's it's we call eighties PG. Um, it it would not fly as PG currently. Um, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they, they it, let a lot of stuff fly these days on PG. It would not fly as PG today. It would be that Spaceballs would be PG thirteen today. It would not be a PG movie. Yeah, that's so weird though. When you think about it, dude, it's like the I, stuff that they let I, in these cartoons these days. The, but no, it's, it's not even. <laughs> So, because I, I think I told you before, I had bought Rocco's Modern Life on sale on iTunes, and I started watching it. This was a couple of years ago. I started watching it, and I was like, "Yo, what the? What is? What is going on?" Well, yeah, I mean, I get it. It's just like Ren and Stimpy. Like there was a lot of stuff that went way over our heads. <laughs> oh no, Ren, Ren and Stimpy was so blatant. Like even things that I wasn't supposed to get i understood like even if i didn't get the joke i knew it was inappropriate just because of the way they told the joke like mm-hmm. they were still with it but rocco's modern life was very um was very nonchalant about how they were extremely adult and i was like because i was gonna tell i remember i was watching it. i was like i was gonna call my kids and hey i used to watch the show it was hilarious blah 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 and i'm like <laughs> i'm watching it said no well, these children is in bed because they the no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I did, I did realize that. But I'm just like, it's weird because you look at, like, shows that the kids watch now, like SpongeBob and these different things, and, like, they have some of that stuff in there, too. It's it's different. Oh, it's, it's a different type of humor. Like, it's this, like, our humor back then was very, it was, I guess it was very crass. And, and oh, yeah. Um, Whereas like now it's like it's similar but it's not as crass. 
Um, it's more kind of like just I don't know. I don't know what the word it's would be. I, but when we were kids, it was very balanced. Like there was crass humor all over. Where now you'll get super innocent shows, regular shows, and then you'll have one or two shows that are completely insanely over the top. So it gives this false dichotomy as far as what the the level of content is. When we were kids, almost everything had a equal amount of of crassness, for lack of a better term. So like I was watching Big like two weeks ago. And I forgot they dropped an F bomb in big. Well, big. You know you're allowed to. <laughs> well, you're, you're allowed you're allowed to in PG thirteen. But this is this is an eighties movie. This is a PG movie. Yeah. And and not only dropping F bombs, the kid is dropping F bombs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is you know, kid's a child actor, yep. you know, like it, <laughs> And that's big of like that is like the family movie. Yeah. Um and I'm like, hey, I forgot how much cussing they be doing up in this movie. Uh yeah, this is a... I actually remember that because a kid that I went to school with in middle school, um he like I think it was like seventh grade, maybe. He went on Broadway to to do big. And I remember him talking about that. Like I get to say curse words. <laughs> wow. See that? Yeah. I. Whew, I, I. It's it's something else, man. Like I don't even. I don't even know how to. <laughs> yeah it's just funny but um yeah i mean i i, I kind of see where i, I kind of see why they chose not to go with it i think i think they still could have made it pretty successful because like i said we will watch it um especially knowing that you know it's being voiced by rick moranis himself and all those different things um Cause it's just it's 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 you know some if any if nothing else it's a nostalgia fest and you know this current generation has learned how to cash in on the nostalgia fest. So, um, so essentially, you know, we are we're in a position as a as a parents now where we're like, okay, well, we see a review of a show and we're like, okay, well, that's not going to fly. So let me try to find something that my kids can watch. And we think, all right, let's go back to our past. Let's go back to the good old days. We'll show them some of that good quality stuff we grew up on. Then we start watching that and we're like, oh, snap. Um, yeah, that's not okay. That's actually worse. Um, nope, 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 nope. Um, and I think partially is because we watched a lot of stuff. Like first time I saw Back to the Future was on regular TV. It wasn't the theatrical version. So there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of things that were edited out for television. A lot of so, stuff. <laughs> yeah. stuff was edited out for television. So there were a lot of movies that we saw um, for the first time as kids um, in the 80s and 90s that, you know, it wasn't theatrical version. So we have a, um, we have a 
filtered lens, if you will. We have a filtered memory. So when we go and we buy that movie, we go and we buy the we buy Goonies, we go and we buy Spaceballs, and we buy Back to the Future and buy Big, and we put in that DVD. We're getting theatrical stuff we didn't see in theater. <laughs> uh, we didn't see it in theater the very first time. And by the time we saw the theatrical version, we were preteens or teenagers and you know, it kind of filled gaps in the memory, yeah. but with, since we were older, you know, it didn't register that, you know, that we missed it as a kid. And so then as adults, we're like, well, man, I don't remember this much cussing in this movie. And then it's like, Hmm. So I started, I, I was thinking, I was racking my brain. like, I don't remember all this language in back to the future. I don't remember all this. I'm like, and then I think back on how I watched it. And I'm like, Oh, my parents taped it. And it was on a VHS. And I'm like, hold up. They taped that off a of regular TV. That's right. why. Yeah. You know, and, or they taped something, you know, and then on this other thing they taped, you know, during the free Disney weekends or whatever, like they just popped taping the tape stuff. Um, but I was like, yeah, I remember the, the, this was edited for commercials. And I was like, okay, you could say a whole lot in the theaters back then, but you couldn't say that stuff on TV. So they couldn't broadcast it on TV. So, I was like, okay, this is starting to make sense why I have such a neutered memory of these films and these, you know, that I grew up on that I think are going to be wholesome, super wholesome and more wholesome than stuff today. Where I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I can't, I can't say that um, that was more wholesome. Today's might be a bit more wholesome than it was when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, that's true. That is, that's definitely true. Um, I can agree with that for the most part. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's also just too, like we were so, um, the things that were politically correct back then have definitely changed now. Yeah. And so it's like some of the stuff we're like, wait, I can't believe they let that fly because it was, you know, back then it was no big deal. But now it's like cancel culture is like, how dare you say that? <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm, I know for a fact, like some of the stuff that was uh, on like Rocco's Modern Life and Doug and and Doug was Doug was pretty wholesome, but um, very tame. Yeah, Rocco's Modern Life, Rocko's Ren and Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy um, Dog. Yeah, all that uh, stuff was just like what. Johnny, is, Bravo would not fly today. Like that is <laughs> not at all. King of misogyny. Um, I mean, I thought it was great. Like to me, like that was the point. He was he was a big jerk. The women beat him up for being a complete misogynistic jerk. Like I thought it was beautiful because of that. But even so, even though the women get he gets his comeuppance every episode, it still wouldn't fly. People are like, well, you know, they still don't want to hear it. Right. Like, and I, 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 I get it. It, you know, it's a lot of it rubs it in the face pretty hard, you yeah, know. Yeah. But um, like, yeah. But I, I, I mean, I, I, I understand. I'm not happy about it, but I, I kind of understand why they chose to not go with the pilot. Um, or I should say the pitch. Yeah, with the pitch. Yeah, I mean. 
I get it too because today's young adults, you know, they were born in 2000. I mean, they're or the late 90s, like they don't remember Rick Moranis. If they do remember him, it's gonna be from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. They don't remember anything he did in the 80s, right? Likely. If they even ever watched that, if they even watched it, right? Um, and the only thing that they probably watched of his from the 80s would have been Ghostbusters, right? And you know, and he's a minor character in that. So the you know, if and, that, and I'm thinking like it would really like because Adult Swim. There are people our age who still watch Adult Swim, um, and it's a decent, it's a good number. But it would definitely this newer stuff that's an Adult Swim is definitely geared towards the young adult crew compared to the. Um, I mean, we're not middle aged, but we're some, we're between young adult and, and middle aged. Uh, yeah, the, the tweeners, you know, the these are uh, the seasoned adults, you know, the the thirty the thirties crew, like, you know, we're we're watching Adult Swim classics when we're watching Adult Swim. We're watching yeah. Boondocks. You know, we're watching you know, Robot Chicken. We're watching classics of Adult Swim. We're not watching newer stuff where it's like this this stuff i i hadn't even heard of that's on adults but now i'm like what yeah, when did that stuff, i'm like what what, what is this <laughs> what this is a, this what, what, this is not my adults when what kind of adults when like Back in my day we had real cartoons we had real adult swim. We had that space goes coast to coast and we had that harvey Birdman attorney of law and we had uh Lucy, the daughter of the devil, and Frisky Dingo, and yeah. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and all that good stuff. Yeah. We had C-Lab 2021, uh, which I still love. I love me some C-Lab. C-Lab was good. And Aqua oh, Teen Hunger C-Lab Force was, so was good, too. Aqua Teen was good. Yeah, that was great. Aqua Teen Hunger Force was hilarious. Oh, that show was in the Brack show. Like, you know, that that's, that's Adult Swim right there. They got this newfangled stuff. I don't even know. Um, I mean, some of the. I don't know if you heard about that, but the Venture Brothers is canceled. I haven't. And that I to me is still. An, it, yeah. And that, and that's a new <laughs> adult swim show for me, you know, um, and but that's been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's been around since, for uh, a long time. Around long since 03. 2003, the Venture Brothers has been on. Wow, it's been that long? Wow. It's not long. Yeah, it's a long time. Like, so, like, I, I, I get it, you know. If they're in, in there, you know, kids aren't even watching Venture Brothers anymore, I, <laughs> you know. What has the world come to? World coming to, and that's like kind of like when I stopped, you know, watching um, Adult Swim for a while because you know, 2003. I mean, I was, uh, I was 21, 22 years old, and yeah, I was like 22, and uh, my favorites were all gone pretty much. There was a couple shows that I liked, but the the Venture Brothers show, you know, that was coming on Moral Oral and. You know some of the the new oh, class man, of oral, oral. <laughs> I remember that. 
newer, yeah, the newer Adult Swim shows were coming on. And I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling these that much. So, you know, I, I started to drop off, and now those are dropping off. So it, it does definitely makes sense that, you know, an 80s, 90s star focus show that especially a guy who disappeared, like if he had stayed um, in the spotlight um, or just stayed, not even the spotlight, but if he had stayed um, in people's, you know, minds, like every once in a while, Rick would pop up. It would be different because, you know, Mike Tyson had, you know, the, his mystery show and Mike, you know, Mike is an 80s, 90s star, but he has stayed relevant, you know, in pop culture throughout the time. Yeah. So having you know, about him, and people catch on, you know, like there, there are kids who I remember watching, I was watching something on the react channel. Oh, it was a gaming video on the react channel where they had teenagers playing Nintendo games and they were playing Mike Tyson's punch out. And all these kids are, they, they're turning on. They're like, Oh cool. Mike Tyson's punch out. This is a Nintendo game from the eighties. Okay. And they're like, where's his face tattoo? And I'm like, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm like this is there's an entire generation that only knows Michael Mike Tyson with a face tattoo. That's true. You know. That's true. I think of, I don't I don't think of the face tattoo when I think of Mike Tyson. But there's a a whole generation. That's right. what they think of. Yeah. Face tattoo. We we picture Mike. We're not picturing face tattoo. No, we're picturing <laughs> we're, we're picturing black trunks, red gloves, the the part in the middle. And we're picturing somebody getting knocked out. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, when you think about it, like a, a lot of these kids don't even know he was a boxer. Like they've never seen him box. Yeah, they never <laughs> saw Mike box. Never saw Mike fight. Yeah, yeah. This bit with Roy Jones Jr. would be their first Tyson fight. Right. So, like, a lot of them know him for his acting appearances and different things like that. And not, yeah, <laughs> his boxing. They know him from The Hangover, right? Exactly. Which that's where insane. they. That's what they. That's crazy. Or the cartoon. Yeah. 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 They, they they hear Mike Tyson. They're picturing a bald dude with a face tattoo. We hear Mike Tyson. We're picturing a young man in in the boxing ring. That's like a pit bull just destroying people. Like it's it's two completely different things. Yeah. So, I, so, I, so I, I mean, I get it actually a bit more than I did before. Like, I, I, I get why an exec would have said these kids will not know who Rick Moranis is, um, and they're probably right. Yeah. I think the show would have still been cool, um, and with Rick Moranis returning to television, um, or I'm sorry, returning to the movies with, you know, another Honey, uh, I Shrunk movie coming out it would probably be a good idea to revisit and maybe make a pilot and see how it goes because now people young kids are going to know who he is but um yeah i i do i do get why they were like uh no we're gonna pass on this um because complete like you know i think of tom hanks and you know, I'm, I think of, you know, Big, The Burbs, Turner and Hooch, you know, you, you ask young kid, Tom Hanks, and they're, they're going to think, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe cast away at the, at the earliest. 
Even that might be a stretch because I was pretty Castaway. Yeah, that might be a stretch. Um, you know, catch me if you can. That might be a stretch too because that was early two thousands. Um, uh, actually, you know what? If you say Tom Hanks, they're gonna be like, huh? And then you say Woody, and they're gonna be like, oh, Woody from Toy Story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're gonna go to Woody. Yep, yep. They're not even gonna think of anything live action with Tom Hanks. So, That's true. That's true. Yeah, as soon as they hear his voice, they're gonna be like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, I, I recognize that. <laughs> And, and well, we're all facepalm being like, that's the guy from Big. Oh, that boring movie you had me watch about the kid who became 30 and socked. <laughs> no, that movie was awesome. Shut up. Learn something good. All right. Enough of that quick hit that became long. Um, next quick hit Jackson State has gone prime time. Prime time. Deion Sanders is the head coach at Jackson State. If you've never heard of Jackson State, it is an HBCU, a historically black college university, and they have a very proud, and they are in Mississippi, very proud football tradition at Jackson State. Primetime has said he's wanted to coach college football. He is now coaching college football. What do you think this will do, not just for Jackson State, but for HBCU football, period? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's going to take it to another level. Um, we've been seeing a lot lately. So I remember, uh, remember yeah, I guess it was recently um, when all the protests and things were going on and and uh, a lot of the, like the top recruits, the top black recruits, well, some of them, not a lot of them, uh, were a talking, lot of, well, yeah, they were talking about, you know, not going to the big D one schools and going to more HBCUs and as, well, as, yeah. as a sign of protesting, and a I lot just of, this, but just you know, hey, yeah, yeah, and just different options, right? Also saying like, hey, you need us, we don't need you. Um, yeah. And a lot of people uh, were against it because they were saying, well, you know, if they want to go anywhere, they got to have a, a shot at, you know, a, these big D1 schools that can compete. And, you know, a lot of the HBCUs can't compete with these big D1 schools, even though we have seen um, – NFL pro players, NBA players that have went to HBCUs and done well and made it to the pros, um, it's not as often as you see from the bigger D1 schools from the, you know, the Big Ten and the SEC and all that. So uh, I think this this is a big win for, for Jack State and for HBCUs in general because now it's like, you know they're going to get a lot of looks, of course, from the NFL, um, just by the simple fact that he's there, right? So it's yep. like, yo, prime times coaching there. So like, yo, I got to see what kind of talent he's bringing in. I got to see what you know. I'm looking at cornerbacks. I'm looking at safeties right off the bat, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> we going with prime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right off the bat, I'm looking at like, yo, I need a safety. I need a cornerback. I need. 
you know, uh, I'm looking, I'm, I'm going there, right? Because, I mean, hey, they're getting coached by the best. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, I think it's just big. I think it's big all around because, you know, it's going to, it's exposure for anybody that they compete with. Um, you know, because now everybody that, that they compete with, all the other HBCUs that they play against, they're getting looks too now. It's like, yo, who's that kid? I didn't come to watch them, but you know, you know how scouting goes. I don't have to tell well, you, yeah. you play ball. Um, you know, like I, I used to love when the big name players came in the town because I'm like, oh, I get my look too. <laughs> you know, they ain't come to see me, but they're going to see me today. <laughs> they going to see me today. They may have came for him, but they're going to walk away talking about me. Right. So, um, yeah, I think it's a big, I think it's a big look. And I think it'll also, like other former player coaches, um, or, or former players that are looking to get into coaching might also consider it now, you know, depending on his success. Um, they'd be like, you know what, maybe I'll go back to my alma mater, especially the ones that were, that graduated from HBCUs mm-hmm. and went to, you know, went on to the NFL and things like that. Like, yo, you know what, I'm not playing no more. I'm retired. But I do, of course, still love the game. And maybe, you know, maybe I'll go back to my HBCU and coach. And, um, you know, that'll be big. And then they're, they'll be more or less, you know, on the main stage, um, probably more so than the than the D1, the big, you know, the Ohio States and the, you know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know about that, at least not yet, but definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm talking, I mean, that's not going to be right away, but I mean, like, in future terms, if, if you start to see a lot more players going back to their HBCUs or even just – deciding to go to HBCUs, HBCUs in general, and you start seeing well, you a lot know, of good talent come out of there. Well, because it's it's a shock. It's a shame and a shock that because Dion's made it known for years that he wanted to coach college. And the fact that Florida State, his alma mater, didn't give him a look at all when they've had so much coach turmoil um, is just ridiculous because his name alone will bring people in. So the fact that, you know, traditional, you know, programs are like, you know, passing on, you know, an NFL great, arguably the best D-back, you know, in at least the best cornerback arguably in history uh, says a lot. So the fact that Jackson State um, has one thing, you know, they're paying them because Dion don't do nothing for free. Right. So they're paying him and he's going to bring, he brings instant, uh, additional credibility to the program. Um, and like you said, it's going to bring national attention, national exposure. Um, so it's going to help all the HBCUs in that conference and hopefully bring HBCU football programs back to a place of prominence that hasn't been there in many, many, many years. And since the great, you know, runs of, of Grambling State, um, it's been a long time since HBCU football programs were taken, you know, seriously. Uh, it's been a very, very long time. So I think it's fantastic. I'm excited for it. And have you heard his coaching staff? No, nah, I didn't. I saw, like, the press conference, um, you know, his arrival oh. and all that because that was oh. – <laughs> Dion, Vincent Dion. Yeah. Um, the coaching staff. Now, 
we've got a wide receivers coach in T.O. I'm not going to call him Terrell because his name is Terrell. Terrell Davis is going to be on this staff, as is Warren Sapp. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Warren Sapp, Deion Sanders, and Terrell Owens. So you got um, offense, defense, and you got a backfield. <laughs> All you need is a, a good quarterback coach, and like they're going undefeated. <laughs> like they that that is some like I don't even know. How, like, because <laughs> because you, you got you got Dion covering the whole entire defense pretty much. Well, the the, the defensive backs, and then you've got your defensive line guys being coached by Warren Sapp, right? And then you've got your wideouts. You know, being coached and tight by ends too. and you know, wideouts and tight ends being coached by uh, Terrell Owens. So, um, yeah, like it. That's nuts. Wow. <laughs> That's gonna yeah. be insane. <laughs> it's you know, um, it's it's crazy because. Um, oh, oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, Oh no, Dion update. Dion is now denying rumors of T.O. and Warren Sapp joining his staff. Um, he's saying it on Twitter here. Okay, because um, it was reported by WAPT News in Jackson that T.O. and Warren Sapp will serve as his assistants. Mm-hmm. Um, but the tweet has been deleted. Um, oh snap! Uh, Warren Sapp said on Twitter. Okay, let me be. Let me type this as clear as I can. Mississippi, f no. Um, apparently, Warren <laughs> Sapp. Apparently, Warren Sapp is not like Mississippi. Wow. Um, okay, but um, I mean, deep blame. I mean, it's Mississippi. He is black. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mad at him at that at all. But um, yeah, I mean, this is cool. You know, Dion has been coaching high school football. Um, as the offensive coordinator for Trinity Christian High School in Texas. So um, he has been working with these young people. He had, I think he was working with IMG in Florida as well for a while. But um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. And it's going to be really interesting to see who he brings in. Um, There has been no rebuttal from T.O., but clearly a rebuttal from Warren Sapp. Uh, however, I do not think it is outside prime time realm of possibility um, or the likelihood that he will have an all-star um, level coaching staff. That would be right up his alley. It would make recruiting extremely easy. And having people pl- uh, recruit players from his generation that are going to be on his staff would really help because not only will they names that the kids recognize, but the parents would be like, Oh no, they're he's coaching too. You know, they'll they'll be excited to meet that player. Like, oh you're you're getting coached by you know, let's say Tim Brown is on the staff or right. um, you know, Jason Taylor or you know, like he, he gets he gets some guys that it's like, dude, I watched this guy play. You're all you're gonna you know, you're gonna learn 
fundamentals and and stuff. And plus, right. one thing that can't be overlooked in playing for Dion is you're going to have fun. And yeah, a lot yeah, of programs yeah. have not been fun environments. Dion wants to play the game and love the game, and he wants to have a ton of fun. So I think that's going to also help him sway some really big, you know, five-star, four-star, upper-level, three-star recruits because they know not only are they going to be playing for a star, they're going to have fun playing for the star. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. It's going to be um, be good to watch. It's going to be good to watch. And like I said, it's going to be good for – it's going to be good for the entire HBCU community, especially if they're successful. Like if, if, oh, yeah. If they, they come out with a good record. Um, if they can get some good talent that's going to, you know, shine nationally. Um, yeah, after that, you know, it's just, there's no limit. If they could pull, um, if Dion could pull a Boise State within five years where, you know, they go, you know, they go, you know, two losses first year, one loss second year, undefeated third year, undefeated fourth year, go into the fifth year undefeated. And they're like, hey, look, you, you've got to let us play. We show we can win. We beat everybody. Let us play these big boys. You got to let us play, you know, and they upset somebody, um, you know, like boys he did with Oklahoma and they upset somebody. It's like, Hey, you got, you got to let us play. Right. You know, let us, we can do, if he can pull something like that up in the first five years, um, that would have shock waves throughout college football. Easily, easily. Because I, I can see Grambling calling people up like, "Hey, Jerry Rice. Hey, so what's, <laughs> right. you know, you know, hey, Warren Moon, you want to coach? <laughs> hey, so it's like, let's, uh, you know, let let's get some guys out here. Let's get some people playing. Let's let's play some football, y'all. Like, um, and hey, there's nothing wrong with more competition in college football. You know, I, uh, never. It's never a bad thing. So you know. I am always here for more college football. I'm here for more playoff games. I'm here for more solid divisions. I'm here for all of that. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm excited. I'm excited for it to see, you know, what what they can do, how everything turns out, and, you know, how successful they can be. Um, Because, like I said, it's going to open up the door and so many opportunities for – for HBCUs and then just for, you know, like I said, for um, retired players, former players coming in and, and and even maybe even some coaches, you know. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes. This could be when, every- yeah, when sometimes when the coaches, you know, we've seen, it, we've seen it before. Some coaches step down and they go, they go back to college, um, you know, coaching college because they, they don't either the pressures of the NFL or they just, you know, they kind of want to settle down before retirement. And, you know, even some coaches might decide that, you know, maybe I'll, I'll make a go of it uh, instead of going to, uh, you know, a big name, quote unquote, big name college. Maybe I go to HBCU. And like I said, I, I think it's just going to open up so many doors because, because, for for far too long, HBCUs have been overlooked, 
when it comes oh, yeah. to sports, especially considering that, you know, what is it? Majority of the league is 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 black, <laughs> and so we know the talents there. Um, you know, just by the nature of the amount of talented black athletes we have in general across the country, the talent I'm sure is there. It's just that they just they don't get the same advantages financially or the same looks from scouts and different things like that. It's just always overlooked because of because of their schedule or because of the conference that they're in or whatever. So I think all of this is going to bring, especially with it being prime time, and we know he does nothing small. He does everything big. So, so you know, it's going to bring a lot of spotlight. I mean, he already has, right? Um, just by nature of his press conference alone. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, what was it the day before yesterday? Um, that, yeah, that hasn't been brought to the to the HBCU scene in a long time. That's about the that's a fact right there. Um he's gonna bring a completely different air um of legitimacy um and swagger to Jackson State, which I believe will permeate through um you know other HBCU programs, it's going to be super, super interesting. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to watch and see uh, what they can do. And I'm not a Jackson fan. Yeah, me too. I'll watch it. Or am I, but I might become a Jackson State Tigers fan. You never know. Hey, yeah. (laughs) You never know. think it is <laughs> that is what you think it is oh yes indeed oh, it the reboot let me get my flashlight out get it out <laughs> so we have on this update of the reboot police night rider dun 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 yes night rider is getting a reboot. Like, well, yeah, it's a reboot. It's a feature film that is in the works. Now, if you don't know, there was a Knight Rider movie all the way back in 1991, and there has been the Knight Rider show reboot that we have, uh, our, myself and Unique DNA, maligned uh, multiple times upon this show, actually. Um, it's actually been a, a recurring theme for us. We love to malign that terrible, <laughs> terrible show. Uh, such a disappointment. But it also was terrible. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of fun maligning how bad that show is. And so my question to you, Unique DNA, is would you want to see a return of Knight Rider to the, uh, well, it wouldn't be a return to the big screen, but a return of Knight Rider to popular culture. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I need like the, the, the staples no button. <laughs> I have one of those actually. I don't know if it works though. It <laughs> I need to put it on the on the uh, on my sounds. No. 
Oh, no, it's the easy button, not a no button. But I do have an easy button. And I have one in Spanish, too. <laughs> I don't know what that one is. Uh, I'll do it for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> where, wait, where? Hold on. Did I? Oh, man, I don't have it. But I was going to say, like, um, I used to have a, a, a sound strictly for that. And I don't know why I didn't put it um, in the sound bank. Like, I am really upset with myself that I did not do that. Uh, that is really... Okay, hold on. I think uh, I think I got you. <laughs> is that is that good enough for? <laughs> That's good, but I think you made it sound too cool. <laughs> we say things cool here. This is the original G podcast. We we say things cool. Yeah, so I, you say no. Yeah, I don't want it. Oh. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. As my son would say, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I can't say I want it. Um, I, I would prefer them to leave Knight Rider alone. Um, it's just, well, look, there have been two Knight Rider films. Okay, so one was Knight Rider. That was 91, which was Knight Rider 2000. And it was a made-for-TV movie, and it is hot garbage. It sucks. It's trash. It's it's really bad. Um, and then there was another Knight Rider movie that has nothing to do with the original Knight Rider, except for the fact that it's also called Knight Rider. There is, like, absolutely nothing in common with the TV show at all where Knight Rider 2000 is part of the Knight Rider story. Um, and obviously stars David Hasselhoff. Um, one, the Hoff is clearly way too old to, to do this. Right. Um, right. So there's still a part of me that would really like to see a well done Knight Rider because of the advent of technology where we are. Um, that part would be really cool. Um, and obviously we don't want to see the car transform from a Mustang to a pickup truck mid driving because that makes no sense. Yeah, um, not transformers people, not transformers. <laughs> and if it did do that, it would kill the passenger get crushed. And it, yeah. Um, so I would still like to see that. However, um, the fact that we're talking about, you know, a show that ended in 86, um, we're talking about a movie that was trash in 91, um, like, just, just let the legend of Knight Rider be is the safest bet. Yeah, Um, Yeah, probably all. Just let it go. Just, just let it be what it is. And if, like, because, like, you can't, there's some people you can't replace. Um, right. David Hasselhoff is a guy that's super, you can't, you can't replace him in Baywatch. You can't replace him in Knight Rider. Hoff is just a dude you can't replace. Um, the only person I think that could 
play the role, and he's a little small, but he has a similar look. Um, and I don't even like him, but I think Zach Efron has a Michael Knight-ish look to him. Hmm. And not because he was in Baywatch movie either, but I think he just has a a young he doesn't look like Hoff, but there's he's got it factor. Like Hoff had it factor. Like you looked at Hoff, he's like he's not that good of an actor. Um but women like him. He there yeah, was something he about cool sort of Yeah, he had charisma. Yeah. He's got he has he has charisma. Um and so like there's this he's got it factor. So Zach Efron has it factor. So I could see him doing it. Um it would just be can you can you either do a Knight Rider movie? Because there's only two ways they could really do it. Take it seriously, do a Knight Rider movie, um, and have it be a new generation of Knight Industries, whatever, whatever. Um, they find you know they kind of have the same similar origin story. Hoff is this time in the place uh, the role of Devin, um, or the, in the role of um, the original um, billionaire that funded everything, you know, the original knight that um, uh, I forget what his first name was, but the original guy named Knight who funded everything and have Hoff be in that position and have Zach Efron be the, you know, the lone guy that gets pulled in to drive the car or you do a, a spoof. You do like a Starskin Hutch level comedy version version of it where Zach Efron is Michael Knight and he's you know pull you know somehow he's stuck in that he's doing everything 80s the cars the 80s body everything is the way it was in the yeah. show for him but but he's everything in the way in the show but everything is today so you have to be a little fun with it that way um so having fun and not taking it too seriously making it enjoyable um but that's the only way you can pull it off anything else people aren't gonna like um, especially if you make it cheesy uh, with, you know, special effects or just go way over the top because you're over overdoing the technology portion like they did with that terrible show. Um, yeah, yeah, they, it, they, they, they way, they, uh, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> it was, they, just, they just went to a whole other stratosphere, um, an unnecessary stratosphere. Um, but I, I think that would, I think those are the only two ways it could work, um, you know. And honestly, hey, the the Pontiac, the body's still it's one of my favorite car designs. I just love the body of those cars. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's definitely a timeless look. Like it still yes. looks. It looks like, especially once you kit it out with the, you know, all the <laughs> kit it out. Go <laughs> kit out kit. <laughs> <laughs> uh dad jokes um <laughs> but yeah especially like you know once you upgrade all the technology and you show you show all that in it like i mean it could easily transfer into the you know the 2000s maybe not 2020 but you could easily see it being a 2000 car 2010 maybe um yeah you know a newer model uh vehicle even though it's over 30 years old at this point right yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh you're way over i mean it's it's uh it's getting close to 40 years old and i mean right because night came out 
the year I was born. So, um, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I think it'll be. I don't want to see it, but if they were going to do it, I wouldn't be. If they did it right, I wouldn't be like super upset. But you wouldn't be mad at no. But I, like, I would want to see it done right, right? Like, I, I really wouldn't want. The, I wouldn't like the spoof angle. I don't think too much. It just probably seemed too campy. Um, and I don't but see, like, they start like the Scarskin Hutch was cool. Um, it was funny, but I don't want it to be too much like like Twenty One Jump Street. That was too much to the wrong level to the wrong side of campy like give it to me more on that starskin hutch level where it was funny um it was and even if even if you set it back in that time but still did like starskin hutch where you're having fun with it uh-huh. yeah. while like mediums you're being medium serious you know you're you're having some fun with the time frame you're having some fun with the 80s um but you're still telling you know a a crime story and you're having fun with it. Like that would be, I think that would be cool. And I think, I think Efron could pull that off. Um, cause I, I can't think of anybody who really else has that, um, you know, that, that would better, that would be a close, as close to heat to Hoff was as far as that heartthrob look, I think he would look good in the wardrobe, you know, the turtleneck and the leather jacket, um, obviously we're not going to perm his hair. We're not going to make his hair curly, but, um, cause yeah, I think he would look terrible like that. Um, <laughs> you, you put him in the leather jacket in, in the, in the red turtleneck there. Um, the only thing is like, who's, whose voice is Kit because Mr. Feeney was the voice of Kit and he's like 105 years old. Yeah. Um, I think he passed away. I don't remember. Did he? Uh, oh. I want to say he passed away. He might so. not. I just know he's super old. He is really, um, old, but I don't think he. I don't think he passed away. No, William Daniels has not passed away yet. Um, but he is ninety three. So, Jeez. Um, yeah, I mean, I know he's uh, old, but I didn't think he was ninety three old. I thought he was like maybe seven eighties, probably. He's ninety three. Um, yeah, he's ninety three. Though he, I mean, he did, he did do uh, a couple episodes of Girl Meets World. Um, he did, he did, he made a couple appearances. Yeah, but so I, I mean, I can't say the man can't work at ninety three because Cicely Tyson down here is still working, um, and she's like a hundred and fifty. So, I mean, if he up to it doing a voice, I mean, we could technically still have Liam Daniels do a voice, but. Uh, we're running out of time, probably, <laughs> in that aspect. Uh, but if we, if he could do the voice of Kid again, that would be really, really cool. And you could have yourself a fun movie. Um, and uh, you know, there's plenty of you know uh, attractive young ladies that could be the the damsel in distress that Michael has to save. Um, yeah, you could definitely do it um, the way they did Star Skin Hutch. Set it in the '80s. Have fun with it. And uh, and just tell a just tell a fun story. But I have the feeling that they're gonna that they're gonna go the opposite way. They're gonna try to go super serious, um, and just go over the top and just 
try to do it the way they tried to do the show and uh just yeah i don't think they need to go super serious i think you got to find a good balance but like i said it's also got to be like you just got to do it right you can't it, it can't be the over the top like they did with the tv show um yeah it's just ridiculous like just make it you know like that was i think that was the appeal of the original uh what part of the appeal anyway was like um it was sort of like yo this actually is possible it was it was futuristic but it wasn't that far in the future that it was like yo this is this is actually possible like i could this could work you know um yeah we could picture it like it wasn't real but we could picture it being real yeah i mean I mean, we're kind of there. I mean, they, uh, with like, like when you look at like the Tesla, <laughs> right? like the cars drive themselves, they park themselves these days now. Yeah, yeah, we, they, got, we got cars with AI. It's not snippy yeah, AI, but we got cars with AI. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they don't got hey, we've got, on them. We've got, yet, but, uh, we've got in Detroit doing leaps uh, over bridges in their cars. Like, you know, we've got, we've got a whole bunch of that going on, you know, the night rider stuff going like yeah it's yeah. uh it's not that far so yeah so i mean I, I think it'll be good it'll be it'll be it'll be good if they do it right the problem is i don't know if they can do it right well so here's who's doing it um so spyglass media group is teaming with atomic monsters james wan and michael clear to develop the film and then T.J. Fixman, who is a former video game writer, he's going to be adapting the screenplay. Um, Fixman wrote and developed Ratchet and Clank as well as Resistance Fall of Man. So, okay, two good games. Two good games with two, two good, good stories. stories. Maybe you can pull it off. Maybe they can pull it off. And um, Fixman has also wrote several screenplays that he has sold um, to Universal Pictures. MGM. Um, he sold a screenplay called Men Who Killed to Fox. Um, that's being produced by Greg Berlanti and starring Michael B. Jordan. Um, and it looks like he sold a couple other oh, looks like he pitched recently to SDX and Village Roadshow. So I mean he's obviously he's not a slouch. Um so there's definitely some talent working on this. And what's also cool is that gives me some hope is that um, plot details are being kept under wraps. So when they're a little too loose with details, I get very, you know, very concerned about quality. Um, so keeping under wraps says to me that they're actually really taking this project seriously, seriously with, which way, which direction, story-wise, they go with it, but they're taking it seriously. Um, that's, that was part of the problem with the show. Was that is like it? You didn't. They didn't take this thing seriously. They were like, "Hey, let's just you know try to make some nostalgia money and just throw something together." And I'm like, "Nah, man, it ain't working." Yeah, yeah, and I think that yeah, when you when they like you said, you get a good writer, you get. Um, Mainly it's just about good writers and a good director too. Um, and you don't see, I don't know. Cause sometimes like they're tight on the details and then they come out and you're like, really seriously. Uh, 
But I, I guess more often than not, yeah, that's true. If when they when they're tight on the details, it's it's usually because it's a good story and they don't want to spoil it for everybody. Um, but also, I have seen sometimes where that that sort of backfires, um, because they know that it's bad and they're like, "Well, we don't want to tell anybody because we want people to come see it." <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I guess that can go either way, but um, based on the writers and the studio and um the director i think it i think it actually could work out i think it could work out and it definitely could and to me um but another i mean we mentioned it briefly but the car really needs to be a trans am like or really look like a trans am like you can't i i understood why they went with the mustang um in the show but (laughs) <laughs> See, I don't think it needs to be a Mustang. Um, no, it doesn't I mean, need to be a Mustang. I don't think it needs to be a Trans Am. Oh, um, that's great. I think, I it, think it, but I think it needs to be. It definitely needs to be an iconic vehicle. And I mean, because the car is really the show, right? Um, as much as everybody was like, uh, you know, Night Rider, it was all about Kit. At least, for like, me. no, no <laughs> one bought the. No one bought the kid toy and really cared about your daughter, your your right. act, your right. Michael. Right. You wanted, you wanted to press um, the button your kid toy. You right. wanted to do all the stuff. Yeah. It's so, okay. I mean, it's got to be the car. It's got to be an iconic car. And I, I mean, I assume that's probably why they went with the Mustang, um, because it, it has some of that iconic history. Um, but I think you have to do it. You got to do it in the right way. You got to do it like. Kind of like they did with um, Bumblebee, right? With like, uh, oh, turning Bumblebee Camaro. Yeah, like when he was, you know, he was the like the way they did it. They made like you were able to be like, okay, I can, I can, I can accept this, you know. Um, I can, I can take him as a as a modern Camaro, um, you know, and so. I think you got to do, I mean, obviously, you know, you're not going to have Kit transform, but, you know, you got to do it in a way that, like, it's believable, it's acceptable, and people are like, okay, you didn't go with the Trans Am, we know why, because, you know, they haven't made a good Trans Am probably since then. Um, well, Pontiac doesn't even exist anymore, well, yeah, so. Too. Um, <laughs> so, but... What was I going with that? Yeah, but like you know, we go with an iconic car of the day. That's you know still it still gives kind of that throwback to nostalgia. I don't think the Mustang is the right one. Camaro maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a car like maybe the Challenger, but then it looks too muscly. And then I think that's the thing too. Like it can't look too muscly, you know. It's got to look more because that was the appeal of the Trans Am too. Like it didn't look like a muscle car, but it had the power. It had the, you know what I mean. It was like it. It was sporty, but it wasn't like it didn't have the muscle car look of the day. Like because there were Mustangs back then, there were Camaros back then, there were, you know, all these different yeah. things. But they were the muscle cars, you know. So like you got to yeah, get they were- that. Okay, well, here's the thing. So even though Pontiac doesn't exist, um, there is a company that's run by 
Firebird enthusiasts who have um, resolved to revive the Trans Am and the Firebird, <clears throat> sorry, and the uh, Firebirds. So there is a 2021 Trans Am Firebird that is um, that's being made. Uh, apparently, this company has spent like the past. 50 years winning awards for craftsmanship and such. So that could, so you could have the Trans Am and and you get that newness, but you still keep the Trans Am, that design, that feel um, in there because they, um, oh, yeah, I see. they were talking about they were talking about doing a new uh, a new smoking the bandit and they made 77 of the smoking the bandit version um that and Burt Reynolds endorsed it himself so like it's you, it's still there you can still and and those two and those two franchises the car is so important and the Trans Am especially it's such vital like you can't picture like they had that bandit tv show the 90s and it, it, like it's without this, without that car, without that iconic car, um, it's just not the same. And you don't get that same vibe. It doesn't have to be the same. It doesn't have to be the 1977, you know, Pontiac Firebird. It doesn't have to be the 1982 Trans Am. But if it's a Trans Am, has enough of has enough cachet, enough familiarity, where you can bridge the you know the near forty year gap and say, okay, here we go. We've got a new. You know, and then you can give Kit, you know, hey, I'm in a new body. Wow, this this body does, you know, can do different things. And you can have Kit explore, um, you know, the change, especially if you just have it go like, 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 like if Kit was vaulted, you know, for, for 40 years. And, you know, they're like, hey, we're bringing back, you know, our style of anti-establishment, you know, work and you're in kid, you're going to be in kids like, all right, cool. Let's get back to work. And he thinks he's going to be in his old, his old body. And then he's like, he, he turns himself on. He's like, Oh, hold up. What's this? What's this engine? What am I? I'm a V12 now. And like, he starts to experience a whole new side of awakening because he's in a 2021 or 2022 Trans Am. And he's like, wow, it's wider. You can take the turns more and he can do this and that. He's got all these new features that are, you know, brand new for 2020, <clears throat> pardon me, 2021. And he's got, a, it's, it's a whole new experience. So he comes, he's, so Kit has its own coming of age experience, you know, within a new Trans Am. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think the fans would appreciate the fact that he's in a Trans Am and still appreciate, hey, brand new Trans Ams are being made, and if you've got the juice, you can go get yourself one too. If you're that big of a Trans Am fan, yeah, I mean, you could definitely sell that. You could sell that for sure. Um, and like, I'm looking at this, uh, this smoking the bandit one, and it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I just quickly googled, you know, 2021 uh, Firebird, and I mean, it looks great. It definitely looks great. Um, it looks a lot like a Camaro to me. Too. <laughs> um, well, they, they've always, I mean, we're talking about, you know, General Motors cars. I mean, they, there's, um, there was always extreme similarities between them, you know, um, between the, 
you know, Chevrolet Skylark and, and the Buick, um, I forget what the Buick version was, but they were virtually the same car. Um, you, you had that between Pontiac and Chevy. There were so many similarities between them, uh, you know, body style, engine, wheels, everything like very similar because, you know, there was, they were all GM cars. They were sister companies. Yeah, yeah. Same designers and all that. Uh, or some, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're looking at the same, pretty much the same plans. But um, yeah. But in a, in a way, also too that I mean that gives hope. Like if this whole, t- if it doesn't work out, um, you could just use the Camaro and and make it look a little bit like that twenty twenty one Trans Am. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean that's works. essentially what it is. Trans Am essentially is that it's always pretty much been a Camaro base anyway. So you're essentially taking a Camaro base and you're just because the Pontiac was always supposed to be the heavier muscle version anyway. So you're taking Camaro base and you're making it with better performance. True. True. So, and that that works. Like you've got that, you can keep that feel, you can keep that vibe. um, And you can make the, the Knight Rider, you know, the, the kit um, led, you know, you can make that even wider. You can really, um, I mean, you could really make that work. Like that would just be something absolutely gorgeous to see. Yeah, yeah. And you, in that movie, I mean, people are going to watch it, and, 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 and it's going to come down to the voice. I think those two are going to be. It's going to be three things: the voice, the car, and whoever's Michael. Those three things. If you nail the car, if you can get someone to do the voice. Um, that sounds like William Daniels, or if he's healthy enough to do the voice himself, um, you've got two out of the three, and you get the right actor. I think I, I can envision Zach doing it. Um, there may be somebody else who could do it. Um, I'm definitely open to that, but I can envision I can envision Zach Efron doing that. I don't know. Well, I'm, Michael Knight's character really couldn't fight either, so doesn't have to be like a great <laughs> combatant. Like he really he wasn't like he got in some scrapes he got out you know he fought but he wasn't like some great combatant he wasn't some great fighter he got beat up plenty of times so because he had to have kick come save him often you know so and also like um, where we are with technology like you know talking into talking to your watch was science fiction back then you know science fiction for you know the Dick Tracy comments it was in science fiction for having Michael talk into his watch. Now that's that's you know more of a reality. So uh, we we can we can have conversation phone conversations through our watches and yeah. uh, our lights and everything. So um, him having a a smartwatch that that you know that controls Kit and or maybe even you know watch uh, what Kit's doing and see the same screen or whatever. Like it, they can do so much more with the the current level of technology. Maybe even give Kit some type of, uh, I don't know, camouflage and visit camouflage or something like that. Give him a little cloaking device. Mm-hmm. They've, they've done it for Bond. You know, you can do that for Kit. Um, you know, upgrade him a bit and just you keep that. He keeps that look. You get the right guy and you have the right car and you got something to work with. Um, especially if you focus on the car. Right. Like, I think you, I guess the first, uh, the first, teaser trailer was nothing but blackness and like the car the headlights come on and like 
the light slowly come it starts at the top uh starts at the big at the front and just slowly shows more and more and more and more of kit and then the engine revs um and then you see mike you know whoever plays michael sitting behind the wheel and have a little smirk and then just drives off you know drives toward the camera that's all you need to see that's it yeah yeah gotta get the iconic yeah and, yeah and you that's it. You see that. You see a nice drive. That's it. That's all you need to see. Yeah. You don't need to see anything. Else. You don't need any more story. And that say that for the film. That's all you need to see, and and see if people buy it. And I and I think people will buy it, especially if you get the right person sitting behind the wheel. Um, and obviously, like within that, you'd have to have like uh, uh, even actually after they drive off camera, they drive forward, they drive off camera. You hear um, you hear kids say like. Uh, having fun yet, Michael, or something like that. And, um, and who, you know, the actor be like, uh, oh, I'm having fun, Kit. And that, that's all you need. Yeah. Simple, I mean, effective. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have mixed feelings about it, but I think it could work. It's just, I feel like there's so much against them, stacked against them, especially like with you're, you're, too bad the, the 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 two bad iterations of it already that we've seen just don't have a whole lot of confidence that they can do it right you have mixed feelings but you can see my vision brother you can see it <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not disagreeing like i said i, I think there, i can see it but keep hope a lot i don't have faith in the you know it's these studios, man, I just don't have faith in them. But like I said, I mean, uh, so the the ones that are behind the development, the writers and directors, um, they have restored a little bit of faith in in me because um, those are two two games that I love um, from the PlayStation franchise um, with great stories, both of them. So, um. And being that they're from the gaming world, I'm sure that they have some personal um, affinity towards, you know, the whole Knight Rider series, probably just as much as we do. You know, I'm sure they grew up on it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So I think that would help. I think that helps a lot. And I think that's going to, that's what's going to make the difference, right? Because it's like, they're going to make it feel like they're going to do their best, hopefully, to make you feel like the Knight Rider of the 90s um, that we all grew up on, right? And 80s. 80s. 80s, and 80s. 80s and 90s. It ended the year you were born, bro. I know. I know it's a stretch. Well, I mean, but the reruns were on. So. <laughs> yes, the reruns. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it was 90s because I got to watch it. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure they're gonna make it, you know, feel that way because, um, yeah, it's just great. It is, it is it's something we all grew up on, and so it's something that we can all relate to uh, if they get it right. But that's gonna be the hard part. Get it right. That is, you are correct. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Uh, next topic is announcement that was made by Microsoft. Microsoft has acquired Bethesda Studios for a whopping seven plus billion dollars. 
That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. That's a whole, whole lot of money. So my thought to you is, and you had a pretty big reaction to this. What? Explain just a bit about your reaction to what you think this is going to mean for Microsoft, for Bethesda, um, and for gaming, you know, moving forward. So, yeah, so initially I was just like, whoa, Microsoft coming out swinging um, right before. I mean, so it's been, what, a week since the PlayStation event. Yep. And the day before Xbox consoles go on, on pre-order, right? Because um, they went on pre-order today. So that was yesterday. So I was just like, whoa. My initial reaction was just like, yo, Microsoft coming out swinging because, I mean, throughout this whole ordeal since early January, actually probably maybe even a little bit before, um, you know, and, and of course, you know, we didn't have um, a real, um, what do you call it, E3 this year because of the whole pandemic thing. But mm-hmm. um, everybody was just like, oh, Microsoft lost. You know, they lost the console wars before they even started. Uh, they got no exclusives. They don't really, you know, they got no games. That's kind of been the, the argument. And so I'm just like, okay. And they just bought but. You know, it's not even like they just bought Bethesda. They bought the parent company, which also included a lot of other devs. Um, Bethesda being the biggest right. one, but um, there's a couple other devs uh, part of that uh, umbrella. And and I'm looking and I'm looking at the games, and I'm like, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, um, Doom was part of that, right? I think Doom was part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even- honored wolfenstein yeah and i'm just like yo if which um a lot of those games are known for playstation um when you think of i mean fallout is kind of mixed but when you think of like elder scrolls when you think of doom like a lot of people think about playstation before they think about xbox um so you know there's a lot of ps playstation players that play those games so i was just like wow Microsoft coming out swinging, they're gonna take all these away. But um, since then, I've been reading a lot, uh, a lot of the different releases and, and um, press releases and stuff like interviews with Phil Spencer and, and you know, the, the Microsoft team and stuff like that. And it seems to me, um, and this is kind of going back to the whole No Man's Sky talk. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to me that Microsoft is really starting to lean towards. Um, supporting the gamers more than their pockets. Um, don't get it twisted. They are still trying to make money. Um, but yeah. like their focus, which I mean, Phil Spencer said this, I guess it was earlier this year too. He said, my competition isn't Sony. My competition is Google. My comment, you know, before that was before Stadia came out. Um mm-hmm. He's like, my, my competition is Google. My competition is Amazon because, you know, they own Twitch. Um, my competition is, you know, I think he even mentioned YouTube in there. Um, and just, like, the whole entire, like, cloud scene. And, you know, we got, like, um, we got NVIDIA now. We got Steam. Is, uh, Steam has, what is it? It's a Steam link. Uh, you got Stadia. Mm-hmm. 
you got just the mo- whole mobile gaming scene in general. Um, you got even Nintendo to some extent with the Switch and just being as portable as it is. It's not really right. in, the, in the cloud space, but it's definitely portable. A full portable console, the first one probably in history. Um, the first good one anyway. I know there were some portable consoles before, but this is the first like good one. Um, and yeah, he was just like, you know, our competition is in Sony. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You're just saying that because you think the Xbox is going to, you know, like everybody else was saying, everybody was like, yeah, he's just saying that because he thinks the Xbox is going to flop. And so he wants to kind of like, you know, it's like you try to save face beforehand. Like, it's like we go play ball and you're like, ah, I'm out of shape, you know, <laughs> just so, just so you have an excuse if you lose. And, um, but yeah, um, it seems like they're, they're, they're focused on that. You know, he came out and he said, they're going to honor all the PlayStation exclusives that, that were there. They will review the other ones, you know, any future ones on a case-by-case basis. Um, and, you know, he talked about, and then he he doubled down on it. It was just like, you know, we're focused on Game Pass and Xbox Cloud Gaming and, you know, all that stuff, the xCloud. And, you know, and so we're looking at, we wanted to basically secure these licenses for, you know, the streaming, the video game streaming world. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's either way, it's, it's huge. Um, I saw something today that was kind of funny. They were like, imagine, you know, you, you throw in um, Fallout and, you know, how usually they, they you know, they show the, the, the studio logos, the developer logos before the game starts. And you see Xbox on your PS5. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, but um, yeah, like it, it's 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 just funny that you know, like they're like Sony is clearly maintaining their model, right? They're like we're sticking with our exclusives, you know. We're sticking. We're 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 you know we're betting down on Spider Man as their you know their main exclusive right now. Um, for as, as far as launch titles, I haven't seen any other really big ones, and they're like, yo, you know, I guess they're in the if it ain't broke, don't fix it model, um, right? But, but Xbox is like, man, we're looking at the future, and you know, the future is cloud gaming, the future is streaming games, which is like even just saying that sounds insane. I never thought we'd be at this place, but um, yeah. And, like, I was talking to my brother-in-law about it, and I was like, yo, honestly, like, I was like, at first I thought the same thing. He was like, yo, they're going to be all Xbox exclusives. They're going to take away all the games from us. They're trying to sell consoles. And I was like, I don't think they are. Um, Because, number one, if they were trying to sell consoles, they would have never did the Series S um, with lower, you know. Or if they were doing the Series S, it wouldn't be with lower specs. It would be you know, a smaller hard drive or something like what Sony did with just the all digital version. Um, They're really just like, listen, we want to get a next gen console in your hands. That's better than the one that you have. um, So you can stream games. We don't care about, you know, if you want the higher specs, you know, like a, like a a pro version, but here's the X, you know, (laughs) but the the S is good enough. Um, for what we're, you know, what we're focusing on. 
And then right. on top of that, like I was telling him, I was like, you know, when you think about it, you make infinitely more money, infinitely, infinite, yeah, infinitely more money than you would off a single game, um, off an exclusive on a streaming service, right? Because if I got a streaming service, you know, uh, in the beginning, yeah, you're probably going to binge stream a bunch of different games. Um, but after a while, you're going to stream one or two here and there. And you're like, I'm not going to stream that one until I finish this one or whatever. Um, whereas on an exclusive, you're going to buy it. Some people are going to buy it. Some people are going to wait till it goes on sale. Um, some people might not buy it at all. And so you're going to get whatever sales you get from it. And that'll be it. But with a streaming service, you're getting monthly, you know, um, payments, mm-hmm. bringing in money monthly. And you may not even, you might not even stream any games this month. And you just paid for it the same way we do with like TV, you know, and movies. Um, there's times where I, you know, I, I might go a whole month where I don't open up Netflix, but I paid the eleven ninety nine or whatever it is now um, right. for the month. And so I was like, you know, they're, I, I got to say, they're really thinking ahead. Um, and I mean, I'm not a fanboy either, but I, I definitely lean more towards the PS, the PlayStation. Um, I like the Xbox for certain things. I mean, we had this conversation before. Um, of course. But yeah, I think, I don't know, man. I, I think in a console war, the place PS5 is probably still gonna win the console war, but the game oh, yeah. the gaming war is on a different play platform altogether. And like um the one advantage like uh, Microsoft has always had is they've always had better servers than Sony. And so yeah. so if they can maximize on that with their cloud gaming, which some people have, have already said, like, it's amazing. I haven't tried it yet, but um, because it's not for iOS yet. But, um, like, the, the people that I've talked to that were like, yo, on Note 20, like, it's, like, amazing. It's, like, playing on the console. You can, you know, you can link up the controller. They got an Xbox controller you can link up to, you know, via Bluetooth. Yep. And it's, like, they're like, yo, it's just, like, amazing. You know, even on like 4G, 5G, whatever, um, they're like, it's just like playing on the console, just a smaller screen. I'm like, yo, that's that's another level of gaming that just people haven't even, you know, we thought the Switch was a game changer. This is like, (laughs) this this is, which it was, I'm not saying it wasn't, but this is taking that to another level. Like, <laughs> you know, um, well, it's interesting because, like, a lot of people went gaga over this <clears throat> part of me. And, um, you know, I, my reaction was very just like, oh, okay, that's cool. And, but it, it, the way they seem to be going is, like you said, um, digging future and forward with games. Uh, they don't seem to be you know, concerned about exclusives, but even if they were, um, and that was, you know, the direction they said, Hey, you know what? Um, all of the sets, this game is going to be only on Xbox. And if you want to pay Bethesda games, you're going to have to buy an Xbox. 
it wouldn't make a difference for me because like, I mean, I think of Bethesda and I, I know their titles, but they've never been titles that I've played or really cared to play. Um, like I think the only Bethesda title that I have really played um, was the original Doom and I didn't play that a whole lot. Um, and oh no, I'm sorry. So Doom and Elder and um and Morrowind, but that was you know 2002, 2003 on the original Xbox. Like outside those two titles, I haven't played a single Fallout. I I haven't played Elder Scrolls Online. Um, I haven't played any of the new Dooms. My last Doom I probably played was Doom 64. Um, I haven't played Wolfenstein in forever. Uh, I think I played Return to Castle Wolfenstein, but that was, again, a long time ago. Um, let me look on their website here. They've got some game called Rage 2 I've never even heard of. Like, most of their titles, Evil Within, I've never played, no desire to play. Um, like most of their titles, like, they have, you know, they don't move the, the needle in any way, shape, form, or fashion for me. So whether they will be exclusive or not, um, it, it truly makes no difference uh, for me personally. For the gaming world, it looks like Microsoft says they will honor Bethesda's PS5 exclusives, but future console releases will be case by case. So, <clears throat> pardon me, so existing deals are going to remain as is, uh, which again, lean. Uh, looks like uh, so that means Deathloop um, is going to be still have some PS5 exclusivity to it. Um, Ghostwire and Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, I think it's also going to be exclusive to the PS5. So there, it looks like to me Microsoft is making a just a smart business move um, by acquiring some uh developers and obviously the big one in bethesda um from by buying zenimax and so they're just acquiring better software studios so that they can make some better games that they can you know directly make better more first party money on um and just like hey you know we're gonna continue to put out this hardware but we're really focusing like you said uh you know on the future and focusing on software and uh but i don't think i don't think exclusivity is really their big thing because they haven't won the exclusivity wars they don't seem to have a grasp on how to make that work for them as a business model and so being so far behind i don't think it would make sense for them to try to do that they've you know they had some exclusive games in the past and that wasn't good enough like they had they fable was exclusive halo was exclusive and it still didn't when you know um, gears of war was exclusive it still didn't win them the war didn't win them battles so um going that way would not be wise for them to to focus on so acquiring bethesda uh acquiring that library and uh making and honoring existing deals makes good business sense um and i think that will eventually like you said you know move the needle as far as uh you know, how, how much they win in the future of gaming because they're not either. I don't think they're going to win console wars. I don't think they're going to win exclusivity wars. If they are going to win a war, they need to focus on 
you know, the streaming side of things and potentially just the uh, getting in, dominating the space of stadium, you know, trying to take, you know, to take on and just everything is streaming um, and you're not really, you know, storing anything and you don't have any discs and you're just streaming everything through servers. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm kind of the opposite. Like Fallout was, has and still is one of my favorite games. Um, Elder Scrolls is cool. I, I didn't get like crazy into it, but I have played it. I like it. Um, I know people that like swear by it and are still playing it to this day. Uh, even though I think it's like what five, six years old was the last one came out. Um, but yeah, Doom. I'm I'm with you. I haven't played Doom since the original, <laughs> back in the Windows ninety five days. <laughs> um, and you know, Dishonored was cool. That was fun. I felt like it was way too short, but um, it was fun to play. Um, but yeah, I, I like. None of these definitely are like, none of these are game changers in the sense of exclusivity wars because they're very like niche games. Um, you know, like Fallout is, it's a first person shooter RPG. Um, and like a lot of people can't get into it or, or have never played it. Like you, like you've never even played yeah. it. Um, and so, like, it's not like they, and then the last one was just so bad that, you know, it's not like they're going to make a ton of money on, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when they come out with Fallout 5 or whatever, um, it's not like they're going to make a whole lot of money because the faithful fans, the faithful Fallout fans, they'll probably buy it. Um but a lot of them might feel a little jaded after, you know, the 76 failure. Um, I know people have been waiting for Elder Scrolls 6 for a long time. Um, and so I'm sure that is going to do sales. But I, again, I think it's one of those things. It's like it's an RPG. Only so even even the hardcore RPG players, not all of them are into it. Like I said, like I, I wasn't crazy into it. Um so I mean, it's not like any of these titles are gonna be like, oh, it's not like a Spider Man, right? Right. Um, where it just has mass appeal and everybody wants it. Um, they're all kind of in their little, you know, their little niches. Um, Doom has done pretty good across the board, um, just because it's a, you know it's a shooter. Shooters are easy, right. fun to play. You can quickly pick them up, put them down. Um, you don't have to invest a whole lot of time in them, so I think that'll do as good as it always has done. But yeah, none of them are. And at first, like I said, I thought it was. A, I was like, oh yeah, this is a game changer. But then, the more I started thinking about it, I'm like, but a lot of people don't play a lot of these games. It's a game changer for me if they win right. exclusive because I yeah. played. I played Fallout one, two, three, four. Um, <laughs> you know, I even got a Pip Boy back there somewhere. Um, <laughs> with the I got the you know the special edition with the Pip Boy that you put your phone in and all that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, for me it's a big deal if they decided to go exclusive. But for most people, they're like, okay, whatever. Um, but from a catalog standpoint, for 
game streaming for providing an avenue for people to get into it who may not have bought the game for $60, right? right? Like, you might decide, like, yo, let me try out Fallout 4 or New Vegas or whatever, um, whatever your favorite Fallout game is. Um, it's it's an, it's a no-brainer, right? Because then you, if you can get those people into the game at a low cost, low risk, um, then you just want to, you know, you want to, you want a customer, um, and then that's how you win console wars. That's how you win gaming mm-hmm. wars, right? Um, and I think that's what the the goal is with the Game Pass and XCloud is just we get everybody in at a low cost, low risk, especially with the talk of you know, games being $70 now, a lot of people are going to go to Xbox because I can get all these games and now I'm going to get all the Bethesda games, future Bethesda games, my favorite games um, at the low cost of, uh, I don't know what the monthly fee is. I think it's $15 a month. Something uh, like that. Yeah. Um, as opposed to you guys that are paying 70 on PlayStation Five, I mean it's a no-brainer, right? Like, you know, when when whatever new games they come out, the ones that aren't exclusive that they didn't honor, or the case by case basis ones, um, right? That's when you easily can get people to you know to bite. Um, if I can get Doom for fifteen dollars a month, I might actually play Doom. <laughs> you know, part of the reason why I haven't gotten Doom because I'm like, I don't want to pay $60 for it. Um, I definitely don't want to pay 70 for it. So right. um, I think that's where it's a smart move in that sense. Like, they got this, they're gaining this massive library, um, Dishonored and all those games, plus all the future developments. Um, and, you know, it's an easy win for a a streaming service, right? To say like, look at our, like, that's the thing with streaming services is like, they don't even have to be good games. It's just, you gotta have a lot of them. Cause you can just be like, look at our catalog. We got over 600 games for $15. And people are like, what? 600 games for $15 and I can play any one I want. I'll take it. <laughs> and, then, mm-hmm. and then you get on there and you get locked in. And you're, like, you're like, oh, you're fine. Like, yeah, trash. Right. Yeah. I'm only playing five of this two hundred or something games, but but I'm locked in now. You know, I've been paying the monthly fee for three months, and I'm just like, ah, I don't want to cancel because what if the next game is a good one? Um, right. <laughs> right. So, because um, like I, I mean, I, I know that like that's the thing with these subscription services. It's so easy to get locked in. I, I remember I got locked in the HBO like that. Cause like you know we canceled cable, and I was like, ah. Got two more seasons of Game of Thrones left. All right, let me just get the HBO for ten bucks, and then then Game of Thrones ended, and I was like, ah, there's some good movies on here. I guess I'll keep it. <laughs> like you know, um, I don't feel like canceling it. Um, so it's it's one of those things. It's like you know, you get in and you like you get locked in with those three four games, but the sell is we got you know hundreds and. Then you're just like, ah, it's only fifty. It's only a cup of coffee, right? That's how they always sell you. It's only a cup of coffee for the price of a cup of coffee a day. Yeah, you two play six hundred different 
video games. Right. Xbox Game Pass. And I so think somebody the woman tell her it's less than her daily Starbucks. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's the other thing, right? The kids, the kids, the kids, because we can't forget about the kids. How many parents are going to be like, oh, yeah, oh, it's only $15 a month? Oh, yeah, sure. You can have it. You can get an Xbox. Versus, I'm not paying $70 for that. You got a game at home. <laughs> you know? Um, cause I remember my parents did it to us. When, and that was when games were, what, 30 50 or The games were... Definitely when 50. they were 50. Yeah. It was like, games you better get a job. Oh. Yeah. I remember your new Nintendo game was 50 bucks. It's yeah. like, man. Like, so. And I had I remember my parents bought Wolverine on for NES for me. And it was at some store. It was on sale. And they were like, well, you got to earn this. You got to, like, you know, do certain, you know, certain amount of work before you can get the game. And. It sat there in their closet for a long time, and eventually they would go out bowling, or whatever. And I would just sneak into their their closet and just take the game and play it, and then put it back. Um, and then eventually I didn't put it back, and they forgot they even had it in there. But it would, you know, they <laughs> just took a long time to be able to earn that much money because it was they were expensive, you know, fifty bucks a pop for a brand new game. That was the standard for a long time, and then it jumped to sixty, and now it's going to jump to seventy, and it's yeah. uh, it's something else. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I think um, my last word on this is I think Microsoft made a chess move, um, you know where, and not that Sony's not playing chess as well, but um, this is a. Like it's a long play move. This is you know they Sony's moving forward with their 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 typical um, predictable style where um, you know Microsoft essentially just uh, castled their king while sacrificing their queen. They're like mm-hmm. you know we we know we're not going to win in this aspect. We're not going to win aggressively like Sony has. Now we have right. to play the long. We've got to play defense, and we're going to play defense like this. And I, I think it's a, a smart business move. It definitely is. It definitely is. It's um, it's just it's different. I think honestly, I don't think we're going to get a clear, definitive winner this this generation. I think, I think we're going to get we're going to get two consoles that are spread in two different directions. And bringing in money in two different ways. Yeah, I don't. Think it's yeah, I don't think nope. it's gonna be like. I don't think it's gonna be a clean sweep like it was with the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um. No, oh, yeah, it was not even close. Um. Yeah, it, the, the fight is over. Sony won two to one. Now we're now we're now they're playing a different game. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a different. It's not console because, you know, PS2 destroyed Xbox, Xbox 360 beat 360. I mean, beat PS3 and PS4 mollywopped Xbox One. And now we're just like, now these companies are truly headed in two different directions. Um, and Microsoft is saying, hey, we're going to go this direction. Uh, you know, we've lost two out of three rounds. It's very likely that if we play their game again, we're going to lose this round too. Um, so 
either it's either lose and take lumps or start playing a different game. And they look like they're playing, they're going to start playing a different game. Yep. Yep. Which, which I think it helps both companies, both companies keep their niche. They, they don't lose out um, because they are going to, they're not going to be directly competing with each other. And I think Microsoft is smart enough to say, you know, they say they're saying case by case for, you know, for Bethesda titles in the future, but Microsoft is going to look at certain things and say, you know, the PlayStation, you know, let's say it's, let's say it's, uh, let's say it's Elder Scrolls. So we'll say, look, the, uh, the Elder Scrolls fans are mostly PlayStation guys and they don't want to drop and buy our console. So, Hey, we'll continue to produce this software and have it on PlayStation because right. it's the thing to do for business. So, um, I think we're going to have to start continue to start looking at Microsoft um, being in the software business and the hardware business, um, kind of like Sega was for a while, um, and realize that we might see you know, Microsoft own titles on Sony hardware and you know and and just because you know, we're all already kind of used to that by seeing that on on PC, so. It's not like it's a stretch of the imagination and, uh, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be good for business. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Definitely going to be good all around. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to games being back in the hands of gamers and just less of this DLC microtransactions, VC, um, you get half a game, you know, Final Fantasy right. Seven remake, one episode type stuff. <laughs> like I'm just tired of it. Um, yeah, I, I want to see more of this. Like, um, just for the gamers, right? Like, I, like I'm not. I don't really, honestly, I don't. I know, I know a lot of people. I, I'm probably being controversial, I guess, a little bit, but because I know a lot of people care about exclusives, but I don't. Like I just want to play games, <laughs> you know. Like I, I don't really care if you're on Xbox. I don't care if you're on PC. I don't care if you're on PlayStation. I don't care if you're on Switch, cell phone. Um, yeah, you just want the game to be good. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm, just give me a good game. Yeah, then, I don't care what console. So there's a reason why I own virtually every console. Right. I just want to play games. Exactly. And like, and especially now, like with cross platforming actually becoming a thing, like this is what we've wanted for years. True. So, like, why are we, why are we the gamers, um, pigeonholing ourselves into a specific console, and, and you know, demanding that of the developers and the manufacturers when it doesn't benefit us? You know what I mean? It actually hurts us. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, we should be demanding, we should do, be demanding that they get rid of exclusivity deals because it's like, yo, I want to be able to play with my friends no matter what console they're on. We should be demanding more cross platform games and, you know, things like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to see what Microsoft's going to do with the, I mean, I mean, they're doing a lot already with XCloud, but I'm excited to see. You know, even how much further that can go once they expand out to like iOS, and you know, maybe they even have like some standalone, um, like players, kind of like what the PSP was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, 
uh, with some like you know internet connection or or even three. Then the PS or was that the Vita? One of them had three G, didn't it? Three D. Three G. Three G. Um, or they were supposed to. I think PSP was supposed to have some kind of cellular, and then they they scrapped uh, it at the last minute. I don't think the P. I don't. Not that I know of. Maybe. Um, I don't. Not that I know of. That, that's a possibility. I never. I know it didn't ever really release like that. I don't know if it was ever in the plans. The only phone that I know that had connectivity um, didn't have any connectivity for the gaming part, and that was the wonderful Nokia Engage that we <laughs> saw. Uh, <laughs> um, a wonderfully horrible Nokia Engage and Engage QD, uh, which were both just. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're that's another topic for other time. I could right. go deep to the the engage. Um but that's the only one that I know was that was definitely going to have, you know, connectivity to it. But um I mean obviously the PSP and the PS Vita being very cool, just having that remote play, that continue play handoff, uh that part was super cool. Um not the most practical but but very cool. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm um. Yeah, I'm just excited for for the next generation of gaming. Um, especially now that I actually have a gaming PC. Yeah. I've never had a gaming PC, <laughs> and I always wanted one. So that it feels good to, to have one. <laughs> ah, it feels good to have a place of power. Yeah, especially if I get, well, if we're going to go into Oculus, a verse. But we're, we're not going to talk about that. We already gone. We already gone on long. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but I oh, want yeah, we, so bad. Three hours in. <laughs> uh, you heard it. Christmas is coming. You need DNA's list is out there. Oculus Rift, y'all. Um, let's try to make this happen. Press play. Press play. We try to make this. Try to get these <laughs> Oculuses. Lights. Whatever the plural Oculus. of Oculus Rift. Oculi. That's like, like a Marvel to get villain. Oculi for for. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yes, yes, a new Marvel villain. And you put it on, and, and you're like a hive mind. I like it. The Oculi. We're trying <laughs> to get these Oculi for Christmas, y'all. Yeah. So, our last bit is um, a happy Hispanic Heritage Month to all you cheeks out there. Um, this is going to highlight Miguel A. Nunez Jr., actor. He's been around for a hot minute. Um, you would probably know Miguel best for his role as Juana Man. Um, he's he also pretty much rose to some prominence in the TV show Sparks, um, that also co-starred uh, James Avery of Fresh Prince fame. Uh, so, if you are not familiar with his work, I definitely recommend checking out Sparks, a very underrated sitcom. Um, Joanna Mann is also a underrated film and Miguel's got a wh- whole lot of other work that he's done um, and it has some actually uh, coming out pretty soon but we will be highlighting um, Hispanic Heritage Month throughout uh, the the time frame which is the 15th of September to the 15th of October And that is going to do it for this episode of the Original Geek Podcast. We, he and I, did to just bless your earballs. So I'm your host, Mr. Magic. 
Heath. You need TNA. And we want to thank you for listening. And as always, we want to say we appreciate you because we could not do this alone. Not without you, Jake, supporting us and pressing play. And after you press play, please take time to rate and review the show if you haven't already on your podcasting app of choice. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and more. And if you can't find us, let us know. You can email us, jignation at gmail.com, or message us on Facebook, DM us on Twitter. And we will do our best to get us on your favorite option for listening to podcast music. Currently, Ready to make an entrance, so back cut. Come on, cut for me. Oh, yeah. Wow, slow down. Wow, speed up. This is DJ What, and you're listening to the original Jeek. Podcast.